Get ready for Deadbeat Radio. All right. Good evening, morning, noon, wherever you are. How's everybody doing today? Thank you for tuning in to Deadbeat Radio. Today is special. Today's a uh, a special day. It's powerful stuff. It is the inaugural episode right here with me, your host Lance Adams on Deadbeat Radio. I hope you guys are doing good. I'm feeling good. Let's uh, let's check in with our uh, man by the boards, T- Terry Snow. How are you feeling today? Feeling good, fam. Right. Feeling good, especially after that little treat we had earlier. Nice. Good, good, good. Well, it's going to be a long show. There'll be a lot of that. Today uh, is uh, kind of a learning experience for all of us. We'll we'll have some fun. We'll talk, uh, you know, what's in the news. We'll sit down with our guest, Mr. J.C. Ratliff. J.C., say hello. Hello. Good to have you here. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll go through everything step by step together. Are you guys ready? Let's take hands. Yeah, man. Let's go. <laughs> let's take so, hands. Uh, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, hey. You signed up for Deadbeat Radio, which is important to you because you are the original Deadbeat. Uh, Bubs Harris is the original Deadbeat. Fair I was, enough. I was the original we'll, hire. We'll, okay, got it, got it, got it. Well, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but for those of you who don't know, I am a stand-up comedian. I'm a member of what the, the, we call the Deadbeats of Comedy. We are a uh, just a motley crew of sons of bitches uh, all over the Southeast that... Um, don't really fit in any mold. That's what brought us together. We were, uh, you know, outsiders who made our own inside. You know, uh, square pegs proven an industry of squ- round holes. And uh, I'm I'm there simply because of you. You, yep. I would not be there if not not. I wouldn't be here honestly That's without a, a lot of you. Pretty good description of of, of the deadbeats yeah. of comedy. Like like I've always put it like like it's kind of like the misfits were in punk rock. Like yeah, okay. they they didn't fit in with any of the other fucking bands. And like that was them, and they like like they was, I think, doing their own thing, and they didn't really give a shit where they played to do it. I think every artistic movement has some of that. You know, there's always going to be that the um, good ones, the, the, <laughs> you know, the, the motorheads who go, "We're not punk, we're not metal. You both like us, fuck it." And oh, you know, so they're always going to be that um, standouts. And yeah, I think the Deadbeats can can definitely um, stand uh, in that lineage of uh, awesome uh, uh, stables uh, who. Um, who just fight the system in a way that says, you know, we don't care. We'll, we'll take care of ourselves. You don't want to book us for this? We'll book ourselves. And um, it's a great brotherhood. I love it. I'm so happy to be a member, which is why we named it Deadbeat Radio. Uh, I didn't know what to do at first when the guys here at Stage Diver Network, which, again, is awesome. Uh, so happy to be here. Uh, you uh, you uh, suggested some interesting names for the show. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I still think that was great, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, How bad were the fucking names? It was only name, and it we'll get to that. It was pretty bad, and uh, I do a uh, show called High as Fucklander. Yeah, so. So, uh, yeah, and High as Fucklander had me on as a guest a while back. They're awesome. But one of the great shows here that uh, they, they do, uh, People in My Neighborhood, um, is a, a great uh, show based on uh, you know different professions and learning things and what what do you do and, and I, I was a guest there and uh, the host of that Mr. Mitch Wheeler who we all love and uh, uh, wouldn't be here without hi dad as well. yeah he's he really dad is now. he really is I just call him dad now. yeah well he, he I'm said, older than him but I still call him dad he said he wasn't sure about um, anybody calling him boss we all call him boss and so I'm thinking maybe commissioner he loves wrestling I think maybe we should go with that maybe that might work I am never referring to him as the commissioner <laughs> I think so we he's just gonna to be dad uh, which rare. you know they have a great wrestling podcast too uh, one fall or uh, 60 minutes yeah. so amazing there but they had me on and they were like hey 
Uh, you talk so much. We are going to have like a nine episode mini series based on your episode. And uh, you did four hours. Four hours. Four hours. Jesus, you did man. Four hours. Yeah, and and loved that sounds it. like torture. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I like how you're doing the plugs for the other shows while giving a resume. Uh, you're well, like, I'm just going to double do. Well, here's this how show. it actually. Here's how it came to be. So Mitch was like, Hey, man, your show was great, but we 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 had to break it in, but would would you like to come to the network and have a show? We, we would love to do something with you. We know your stand-up comedy. We know who you are. You were amazing on our show. We want to have you come do something. Humble brag. Uh, and, well, <laughs> hey, it's true. It, it just, they asked. I was, I was super flattered. And I was like, yes, I've always wanted to do this. Um, and so then they were like, do what you want to do. What show do you want to do? Oh, oh shit. I don't, I don't know. I, I do like this. I don't like this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a Wimbler by nature. And then I thought, what, what do you like? And I was like, I, li- I like to talk. I just want to get down and talk to people. I want to chat. I, I decided to have a, 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 a midlife crisis ladies show. Uh, we just chat. That's what I do. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring an interesting guest in with interesting conversations. That And, and that's why I thought Deadbeat Radio, because it, it's, you know what? Maybe we'll find out that we're all square pegs in a world of round holes. And we can, oh, we can you learn. rehearsed that. We can... <laughs> Uh, uh, we can, uh, maybe, maybe I talk to myself. Okay. I'm a talker. Like, uh, I don't write any of my material down for comedy. Yeah. I, you'd I, have to shut the fuck up long enough I, to do it. I you don't need to write it down. No, you're just no. saying it all day. Yeah, that's exactly right. When, when I'm like in the shower or in the car, I, I go over my act to myself. That's, that's my, my writing process. And so that's what I want to do. I wanted to sit down and just have a conversation. And that's that's what we're doing. And you're the first, and I'm so happy that you could be here to represent Deadbeat. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that your first pick didn't show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it worked out great. Uh, you my doing... second show in the studio today. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to live here. Uh, JMB's DLC uh, uh, earlier. So was, uh, how was that, by the way? That was a fucking blast. Great show. Yeah, JC's pulling double duty tonight. I love Jay. Um, Jay is one of my best. We, we tour when we go around. I, I love him to death. So Jay's my boy. Um, so anyway, here's here's what I want to do. I'd like to go over a few he- odd headlines and just uh, start with uh, some shit going on in the news. How do you like that? You want to you want to you want to get your opinion on a few things? It's been working great for Bones Lair for twelve years. So nice. Yeah, let's do nice. it. So <laughs> before we uh, my other podcast, oh my podcast. Before uh, we get Bones too uh, crazy, plug, yeah, plug. and uh, no, no, plug, please. We yeah, that's plug, one of the reasons you're here. We want to plug. I know you got an album coming out. We'll yeah, get to that. Oh yeah, we'll get to the plugs. Oh oh, I think half of, this interview is just going to be plugs. Speaking of, we'll get back to that. Sounds good. So here's I want your opinion on the original name of deadbeat radio we'll go ahead and cover that real quick i wanted to originally do it and all comedians will get this and non-comedians can go google it and enjoy yourself i wanted to originally call my show uncle touchy's naked puzzle basement and uh that's what he sent to me you wait wait <laughs> do you say that again what uh uncle that's... touchy's naked puzzle basement from Pat oswald it's a Pat oswald <laughs> bit and uh it's great okay so a it's a, somebody else's line you... b that's joke theft no, and c no. if you put that on a podcast yeah no, you don't want to see the people that are going to subscribe. So it's not fucking Pat Oswalt fans. So, but it's I looked it up. Fuckers. But I looked it up. Here's the thing. So, no, you, I looked it up. Should have just called uh, it Pedo Radio. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, in all honesty, here's the deal. Because I fought this argument and I lost, but it's okay. Um, I I thought you can't copyright a joke. You can't. And how many? You, now here here how many? How many movies, books, songs, TV shows use a phrase from something before it as a tribute? 
How many movies are named after a line in a song? How many songs are named after a name of a book? This is a great justification for a really shitty podcast name. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So, yes. so, but, but again, he's still defending this shit. Like the war is over. I am. And, and so, but I did. I thought it was good. And here was, here was the gag. I'll, I'll go ahead and share the gag. I thought it would be funny every week or every bi week, whatever, every show to come on and be like, all right, and setting in for your host, Uncle Touchy. I'll be your host, Lance Adams. Um, keep referencing a, this is a, an awful a, idea. It's not my, it's not my first. I'm so I was glad so, that that's not what the show I'm doing. I would not do that show. Yeah, I well, <laughs> I thought it was funny, and I still think it's funny, but here we are, Deadbeat Radio, with, with. He's kind of upset about it. Uh, I think it, he really wanted it. It's on the, the podcast that wasn't his first Here's, choice name with not his first choice guest. Uh, I'm sure I wasn't. That's fair. I'm sure I wasn't the first choice host for anything. They were like, we're running out of people. We don't. I'll fucking get free. that guy. Yeah. Um, He's not doing anything. Call him. Nonetheless, here we are, Deadbeat Radio, which, by the way, has a much better logo. Uh, you mean a logo that was taken from another source? The huh? name still sucks. Um, <laughs> I was told we had permission, so it's fine. I'm, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, I'm married, so I'm used to nobody liking my ideas. This is nothing new to me. And uh, way to sell your happiness. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So anyway, here's here's something I saw earlier that kind of caught me. I was just browsing through the news on uh, you know the internet, and I saw a um, this reality TV guy who I, I didn't know. I don't I don't watch too much reality TV. Don't watch too much TV at all. But anyway, he's he was on uh, My Six Hundred Pound Life, which I don't watch, but I'm fairly sure I know exactly the plot of this show. Right? This, oh, this he's can't be. showing me pictures on the monitor. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's a, the most adequate descriptive name of yeah. any show and I, I'm sure it's one of these TLC uh, Dr. Phil you know kind of uh, MTV reality things but I, I just don't watch it and then he apparently died of a heart attack while filming another show so here, here's what, 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 what I, I, I gathered from it I, I don't give two shits what you watch I, I don't like reality TV that much or this kind of stuff I like shit like the surreal life and you know stuff like that but I don't give a shit about this what's the surreal uh, life um, it's 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 celebrities on these shows so they've already fucked up their lives washed so, up celebrities oh yeah, exactly. oh, oh yeah. were they just yeah. like hire like trash celebrities yeah, and, yeah 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 so here's the deal here's what David Bonaducci's up and, to and now <laughs> That that's what brings me to there you go yeah exactly so that's what brings me to my question is are we fucking up these people's lives even further by putting them in the sideshow carnival esque? You know, like, are we? Are they we bought them? that ticket, man. They took the ride. I don't feel bad for you at all. And I'm like, saying, you can't unsuck a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I don't mind the celebrity shit because it's like you guys chose to suck your dick in another way, mm-hmm. and now you're just milking it. And I'm okay with that. But for these guys, these were normal people already struggling. You know, this person, all jokes aside, struggles in life in every way, whether it's his fault or not. You, that's not for me to say. Although I, I think a lot of it's your fault. I just, I'm not a PC guy. I don't believe in, what's oh, a disease? No, it's not. It's a lifestyle and you can choose it. You don't want to choose it, fine. You don't, you don't want to fight your addiction. Great, great. Fucking be a junkie. I, I don't, don't care. If, but, you, if you sign up for the job, though, you know what you're doing. Like, like, like in the case of like celebrities and shit, if you told me there was a reality mm. TV show that was nothing but an hour and a half of Brendan Fraser smoking crack, <laughs> I would set my fucking DVR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a fucking train wreck, man. But in the case you like that... you know how much money I would pay to see Marilyn Manson in a gym? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be great. That's, that's great. That'd be great. That would be awesome. That's what, uh, that's what I want to see. I'd uh, get that shit in HD, man. Like, but, show uh, me your coked out pores, it, you But whore. in that case, I think that's different because that person went a different path. 
and is there for a totally different reason. But these normal people that they put on Spotlight, where they, they take the person and go, look at the bearded lady! <laughs> well, know? it's not like stage mom complex. These people are thinking this is their big break, and they're going to be stars. Exactly. So that, that's exactly my point. Are like, we it's feeding the, it's that? The, it's the Mama June syndrome. Like, tell yeah. me for oh, what yeah. part oh, yeah. of me would ever feel bad for a person that pimped out her own daughter and then went through almost life-ending surgeries to get her weight loss shit in there so she could have a new show where she's now hot. Okay, no, you're not hot. Your face looks like a fucking Easter Ed Island head because oh, yeah. you had all that oh, yeah. work oh, done. Oh, my God. Like, her fucking, if she ever gets knocked out of a plane, her chin fat will fly her to safety. She did this to herself. I don't feel bad for it. It's you not know, like, like, I feel bad for, like, Honey Boo Boo. That's yeah, oh yeah, that's a child. Thing. That's a different story. Yeah, like yeah, she got you feel pimped, bad for the kids, man. Like she legitimately got pimped. But do I feel bad for like her mother? Or, well, so this may sound this may sound hypocritical, hypocritical, but at her life level that she was at before we knew who she was, I did not feel sorry for her. That's her. People fight your way out of that. It may be hard. You may struggle, but people do fight their way out of that every day. So possibility exists. You are there by your own choices. Like it or not, you may have struggle, but you're there by your own choices. I don't feel sorry for that person. Once we put that person in the spotlight and we begin to milk it and they begin to get warped in the head head over it. At that point, I begin to feel sorry, almost in a clockwork orange, which is worse. <laughs> I was clock- wondering where he was going with this. Yeah. So it, it, I, I break it into a, to a clockwork orange syndrome. Is it which is worse, the crime or what you did to the criminal? So which is worse, the poor white trash that nobody gave two shits about that could fix it, or the one we put in the spotlight and designed to to milk that cow for cash? So that person I feel sorry for. Just like again at the end of Clockwork Orange, you feel sorry for Alec, even though an hour ago you were like fuck that dude yeah. beat him up with that big penis man <laughs> like holy shit that's, I just, I just that's Darth it, Vader oh my god I'm just hoping an opening night of a clockwork orange there was just in every theater in the world one bearded old biker dude going hit him with that penis <laughs> <laughs> that dude in the glasses is Darth Vader I don't know if you know that but that big dude's Darth Vader that's actually true I don't know if you guys know that I did not know that uh, uh, David Prowse the, the person in the suit of Darth Vader is the big muscled guy in the glasses who carries Alec out. That That is Darth Vader. Interesting. I don't even want to know what the fuck you do when you're alone. <laughs> like to uh, know this random shit. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a trivia nerd, dude. It's I, that, That's why, again, I couldn't pick one topic. I love pop culture of movies, wrestling, video games. I love it all, so I couldn't narrow it down. That's why I thought a conversation that could go anywhere, including random cameos in random obscure, not too obscure, but British movies. Um, but um, so, so anyway. So what's your next... So so here it, here's one. Um, well, actually, I want to say something yeah. about six hundred pound life. Yeah, isn't like the most important part is they are getting a check. Yeah, they're yeah. getting. Yeah, oh yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. And, oh, yeah, I don't feel sorry for that. And also, you know, they, you go to somebody that's like literally six hundred fucking pounds. They probably don't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. This for them is yeah. an experience yeah. they'll cherish for the rest of their. That's lives. the part that worries me. Is are we milking that emotional um, um, lure? Because that that is powerful. Like right now, if you were like, hey, dude, we want to uh, put you on comedy. Central, where we literally just pour mustard over your head and let people laugh at you. I would be like, oh, my my kids do need clothes. Uh, yeah, I don't believe like, in selling it, out in those super situations. Spicy mustard. I Dijon, fuck it, I'm in. Let's <laughs> those do it. Situations aren't selling um, out; they're cashing in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I'm not the, the the sellout guy. I I have the Metallica philosophy. When you get to that point, it's not that you sold out. Yeah, we sell out every fucking show we play, and I'm cool with that, man. When comedians or any artistic is like, yeah, they gave me a shot, I ran with it. Fuck yeah. 
So I'm all for that. And then you get guys like when they hired Rogan and Stanhope that purposely just tanked the goddamn show. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know either of them at that time. I knew Joe Rogan from news radio, but I didn't know anything about Stanhope. Um, and so I did seeing interviews now. I always see those clips, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. Cool. So what, what's next so, in your in your here's one. Um, it, while we're on the reality TV. This was another kind of lesser, deep philosophical, but why do we care once their 15 minutes is over? Again, you take a, a musician, an actor, who's put out a good resume that we do love, their 15 minutes because are over makes, and we get it. it but it, why so, do we care about these guys once it's done? it makes people feel better about themselves to know that some star has fallen and they feel like they're doing better in life than them. It's a sick fucking thing that we all fucking do on it's, some level. So okay. It's the it's the and this is gonna be so misogynistic and I don't care I'm a deadbeat. Uh, it's don't it's have, the, don't tag us in that shit. <laughs> it's you, the, you cannot be a deadbeat real damn it's, fast. It's, it's, he already dropped <laughs> no, no, and misogynist. And Jason's like, what the fuck? It's the it's the, it's the throwing the, us under well, the bus. <laughs> this is this is just terminology that people will understand whether they like it or not. It's the six who hangs out with the four, so she looks like an eight in comparison. That's not misogynistic. That shit we all do. That's a fact. But yeah. that you, that, you know what I mean. If my buddy with shitty teeth is with me in the bar, yeah. I make him sit exactly. beside me when I talk. Exactly. To girls. Exactly. So, uh-uh. um, but you understand that. what I'm saying. So that's what it is. Is it's, it's I feel better watching Paul Tuttle from American Choppers get sued. That's the one that caught me because it's like you've been gone for a long time. Why is this even on the the news? Why do I care that you're getting sued for fraud? Like I get it when your show's on because then. When the Duck Dynasty guys were on, as a bearded guy, I used to get called that all the time, and I fucking hate it. So I'm glad they're gone because I don't hear that anymore. I'm back to just hearing ZZ Top everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> every dude, the old people in the gas station. Hey man, I told you, you look like yes, yeah, ZZ Top. Like ten <laughs> minutes ago, dude, I got out of the car. Everybody does it because I have a beard. Ha ha ha! They're the only people that have beards. I get it. I had green hair um, for three years. And it was Joker, assholes going Joker. Joker. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> so um, when 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 that show was on, everybody was like Duck Dynasty, and I was like, Go fuck yourself. Uh, you know, um, it was like. Yeah, but you tell me you wouldn't watch a show of all the guys from Duck Dynasty, like, in rehab. Uh, I don't know. I watched I the- would watch the shit out of that. You get that old racist um, dude just mumbling <laughs> shit, and now again. you see him with an IV in his arm getting served by a gay black lady and it, seeing him come to the realization he could be open-minded. I would watch the fuck out of that. It may be, hi- hi- again, hypocritical, but I did watch Duck Dynasty. I just hated being called Duck Dynasty. Uh, so I did watch it. I read uh, comic books, but I didn't want to be called, called the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah, that's yeah. very fair. So I see this about, the, again, the Orange County Chopper, and it's long gone like the Duck Dynasty guys so if they pop up in the news anymore I don't give two shits when it's the show you're watching you care because you're like oh shit I like this show it might get cancelled I get that why do I care 10 years fucking 10 years a reality show star after your 15 minutes it's to why make do yourself I give a feel fuck? better it's like I said earlier man that, that's know. the answer subconsciously there's something always a kick in the pants to see something that you don't respect fail isn't there somebody respectable failing that we can focus on instead? Isn't I mean, isn't some Richard Simmons floundering who you're like, no, he was good back when that was a I care. Like it was not, me with the ShamWow guy. ShamWows. I own some ShamWows. Like when they to told admit. me Vince was a piece of shit, I was like, no, not him. He looks like the one person on TV I you know, can trust. It's it's the same guy, the ShamWow guy, but I like his other one that, that's the slap chop. 
You'll love my nuts. And I, you'll love my nuts. What What the fuck? Who wrote this? What, I, was it before or after he punched a prostitute? Uh, this was before. They fired him for punching the prostitute. Uh, okay. I did not know about a prostitute punch. You didn't hear about that? No. You didn't see any of the jokes of like, like, no. like how do you, like, the Sham pal. That's what I would do. I would do a picture of a hooker, like all, all South Park sticked with him punching him and the Batman 66 like logo <laughs> pow. And I would be like, Sham pow. That's what I would do. I think that'd be There great. was memes all over the internet that there was just pictures of bloody hookers or people pretending to be oh, a and bloody cleaning the blood up with, with sham, sham wow. that's yeah, what that yeah. was genius because <laughs> you you know the person prosecuting him had to bite the inside of his mouth the I entire time I to go did it. you clean it up with the sham wow? <laughs> just to know that you can say that on public fucking record you just oh my god it. that man has I the, the restraint it. of a god oh, beautiful no i did not i own some sham wiles um in my many years of retail i spent a lot of years as a kiosk carny and so there was always a sham wow guy next door that we'd hang out and would give us samples and stuff so i own plenty of sham wiles that's an amazing story uh, you should write a book <laughs> oh dude no 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 when you my my retail resume as a failed comic who hadn't started yet, who didn't know he had a chance to be a comic and might have got out of retail hell. But anyway, here we are. Reads like a fucking scroll that hits the ground and rolls out. I've sold everything known to man. Um, in the kiosk carny world, I did gel candles once upon a time. These little wooden frogs that when you rub a stick down their back, go uh, I have done. You were the person that everybody walks by when they're trying to get. Yeah, their and I was. I was, <laughs> they I was trying to avoid it real quick. Like, I was never that dick. No, honestly. I don't want to fucking massage. Go away. No, and, and I hate those people too. So I was never a dick. There's a way to like make eye contact and see people and just kind of nod and they'll like or shake their head. So it, it's that way. It's like mm-hmm. like like a shady drug deal in a movie. Like they catch the eye. You ready? Me too. Come on over. It's I never cool. thought about it the way you're describing yeah. it, but it really is like the gift store inside of the mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I did uh, my favorite of all my. I did. I worked for a uh, a large restaurant with shit on the wall and uh, 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 overpriced hamburgers for a long time. And so uh, I used to sell their T-shirts at the mall in Nashville. We had a kiosk there, and the best part is everybody's like, "Where's the restaurant? Do you can I get a burger here too?" Look, dude. I sat outside a toy store in a director's chair nine hours a day, falling asleep half the time. Do you want a fucking T-shirt with an orange globe on it or not? I don't care. 20 bucks. Yes or no. Right now. And, uh, uh, but my favorite. This just got really depressing. Like, uh, actually, really honestly, fast. well, here, let me change that. It was, it, let me change shit. that real quick. It was that job that I met my wife working across the street in the mall. So that very That's job sweet. is the reason that I get to go home to a wonderful woman so when I leave here tonight. So she just saw your restraint of not murdering everybody uh, with a shitty job and was like, "That's no, the one." Like, no. That's pretty cool. He didn't break so, it. So um, we'll we'll go back to uh, your your favorite um, uh, not podcast titled theme. And um, she was about seventeen, and I didn't know it. I was about 28, and I didn't know that. I wasn't fully aware I was 28. I was not aware she was 17. She worked in the mall store in an inline. For those of you not familiar in mall technology, there's uh, or mall terminology, there are kiosks, inlines, and anchors. Those are the big three, right? So inlines are your KB toys and shit like that that, uh, that would uh, have an inline in the mall. She worked at an inline. And I was constantly checking her out. Like I would again. I'm a dude. I'm in the mall. I'm just hanging out for hours. And I was like, that girl's hot. Yeah, she like, was 17. I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. 
she didn't look 17. I got a feeling that this podcast is going to get uh, entered into a yeah. court of law. <laughs> anyway, she didn't look 17. I didn't know. I never spoke to her, but I just thought that girl's attractive. The opinions and, uh, of Lance Adams are not in the, of no. the rest of the dead. We'll, we'll have her on as a guest to defend it sometime. Good call, JC. Uh, we'll, we'll bring her on to defend her, her, her side of the story. But anyway, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know her. She was just, you know, like you check people out wherever you go like oh that girl at the Weigels I stop at or whatever she's cute you just see it and think about it and you know go on your way we all have people we see every day in some capacity I want to know who's trolling Weigels uh, for tail <laughs> I, I want to have a beer uh, with this dude. I live There's in Morristown we have a very classy Weigels okay um, but they anyway. call it the Weigels the Wiggles uh but um, so I hate that's it when people do that shit like the Walmart, or the Walmart. Like there's a fucking thousand of them. Uh, we so that's where we met, and I just didn't know her age. Uh, later, she worked for another kiosk, and so then I met her that way. She had turned 18 by the time I actually met her, and uh, only by like three days, but that's fair. I'll take it. You could have <laughs> left that part out and sounded way she'll, better. <laughs> she'll bring it up if I don't, so if I do have her on a guest to finish, she'll bring it up. I'm covering my ass now. I'm coming out of the gate honest. I did not yeah. have sex with that girl. You don't want to lose that Alabama she vote. was 18. <laughs> uh-huh. poor, your, poor Roy Moore is probably <laughs> cutting himself right now. And, <laughs> for the record... She flirted with me first. God damn so it. she flirted with me first. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's so defensive uh, yeah. on his first show. I tell I am coming out swinging. Where I was going with this before I guess to a jail. My uh, my favorite part of the subject is always about my wife. I do love her dearly. Hopefully she will listen at some point. She won't. She gets enough of me. She'll never uh, listen to this. But uh, she's a wonderful person. That's where we met. But my favorite kiosk job was selling the hover disc. Do you guys remember this? No. It was a hula hoopish sized balloon. And actually, I knew the guy that invented it. That's how I got hired doing it. But um, the whole point was it was like a giant Frisbee. And it was it was on TV for a while and on the infomercials in every mall. And so I'd literally just sit there and play with this thing. And and people would get so mad because it was meant to fill half with helium and half with air so it would, like, float. But people don't have helium at home. So they would just get pissed off because it doesn't do what you're supposed to do. But if you learn how to do it, it was super easy. I would honestly just sit there almost like... The umbrella salesman in the Seinfeld or the the, the, the carnival like bump bump bum. I would just sit there all day playing with this fucking magic floating balloon and people would watch and you're just like, Mm-hmm, yep, I get paid to do this. <laughs> and so you didn't have to speak to anybody. People would just come up and go, Can I see that? And then you start to pitch. So you're just playing with it. You're just a dancing monkey to draw people in. I would be so high at that job. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Not even in a like a uh yeah, I was no dude. Come on. Like I would go to the car. Like that's one I'll be back in five minutes. And you sneak out to the car, burn one, and come back. Be like, pump, pump, ba-da-da-da-dum. Cops pum, walk right by you, seeing you smoke, see the shirt you're wearing, and go, oh, that poor fucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, such a kid eye. It's absolutely nothing. So, All right. So, you know what? I got I got one last thing I want to discuss with the uh, news before we move on to uh, getting to know you and what you're about. I can't wait to hear what pedophilic shit's about to come out of your Well, mouth. no. This one is about age, but in, it's a little deeper, but not really. So... Obviously, there's no need to get into this. This is not what we're here for. But there's a crazy, you know, uproar right now over is this right? Is this wrong? Can't you do this? School shootings. It's mass hysteria. We're all sick of it. But this popped up recently um, with Walmart and Dick's. They're agreeing to stop, sell this, stop, sell that. And you know what? Even pro Second Amendment, you know, freedom guy, you know what? You're a free count corporation you do what you want to do you choose to do that go for it i mean again that's part of being who i am you know on a political side as far as 
personal liberty, you know, in general. So if you as a company say, we don't want to do this, we're cool. I'm totally cool with that 100%. But here's the thing. So they're going to stop selling the assault rifle style weapons to um, uh, under 21, right? Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, I saw okay. this. So here's my question. I'm totally in favor of this. Um, well, I'm not saying I'm not, but here's the thing that caught me. I, I kind of heard somebody else mention this on the radio the other day, and I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. I, so I want I want your take on this, and here's what it was. So the law as it stands, and I'm not saying don't change the law if that's what the people in general believe, but as it stands now, the law says 18 and up can own that weapon, right? Yep. Like it or not, want to change it. That's not what I'm saying. It is as it stands right now. An 18-year-old with good background, mental health, all that, can own an AR-15. That is the law. We're not debating that here. Say Walmart says, we're not going to sell that 18-year-old that AR-15, but we will sell his 21-year-old cousin who has the same on-paper statistics, background check works, etc., and is not going to be a school shooter, just for the scenario here. This is a law-abiding citizen who has no intention of ever shooting anybody, but buys the weapon at 21. Now, here's my question. Is it going to be a age discrimination suit when you say I can't? Because here's my here's my example. Ooh, here's my that's good. The social yes, justice warriors yes. have a fucking quandary now. Here's, <laughs> here's my example. Okay, the law says an 18 year old can walk in and buy a pack of cigarettes. What if Walmart said only 21 year olds can buy cigarettes? Is that an issue? So there's there's the example that works perfect. Is that an age discrimination suit? Because you're only a step away from saying gay people cannot come in and buy guns, black people cannot buy. So you're at th- this point, you're beginning to set that's your a, rules. That's a jump. No, I don't think it is. That's I think a, that's a big if, jump. If you can say the law says you can do this, we're going to edit that law for our store. How far can you take that? That's not a jump. I mean, a, it, it is 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 an, is an area where it begins to question what can you get away with. But even on a base level, you tell a cigarette uh, smoker you got to be twenty one, and he goes, "But the loss is eighteen. Is that wrong?" I think they've got the right to do whatever the fuck they want. I agree. But the anybody that's dumb enough to think, and I understand they're doing it for safety's purposes in their minds, and to, you know, not get themselves off of an issue. Nope. But if they think that's actually going to make a dent, they're fucking no. stupid. Again, I'm You're a very realistic me. person. I totally agree the, there. Like, I'm a very big anti-assault rifle dude. Very big into it. I, I own There's guns. There's nothing wrong with it. I own shotgun. Your I own opinion, pistol. that's great. I like. I am totally fine with these fuckers being stopped sold. So there's less of them in 20 years. Not they, they act like if they just cut it now, it's going to be gone in a year. No, no. I, I support it so it's not a thing in like 15, 20 years to make it harder over time sense. to gain access. That makes logical sense. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. But like, like I said, just three I, or I four people fun. going, no, well, if we don't do it, we're heroes. No, you're fucking famous. Right. Like, like you want to, you want to be told that you're on the right side of history. That's all you yeah, want. I'm pro business making their own choices too. I just, I, I wonder if you make a choice that is in contradiction with the law as it stands how where 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 do people get their their dander up and i'm just really glad that this story is over 18 yeah it is it is totally uh, but apparently you do have to be 21 to listen to this story i know the law says you you can listen to the story at 18 but here at deadbeat we're gonna set the rule that says you have to be 21 to listen to this story you can listen to the rest of the podcast so come back uh when we're done uh with that story which we are uh, and but twenty one to listen to that story. That's the that's the deadbeat rule. But so it's different because guns can kill other people, and cigarettes can only kill yourself, right? No, secondhand smoke, man. The liberals uh, yeah, are all about that stuff. stuff. Yeah, that killed fair. my granddad. No, he never fair. had a cigarette no, in his so, life. Yeah, no. Um, Andy smoke. Kaufman died of lung cancer. Never oh. smoked. So 
Yep. That's a fair point. <laughs> so, speaking of Andy Kaufman, that brings us to comedian, which brings us to you. Which let's find out what's going on with uh, Mr. J.C. Ratliff. Hi. So, um, <laughs> so J.C. and I have been friends for a long time, um, yeah. and that's why again I was happy to have uh, one of the original two Deadbeats here as the uh, the first guest on Deadbeat Radio. And um, Bubs Harris will be on one when he figures yeah. out what a podcast is. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, we can Skype him in. Uh, so we can. Let's give a quick rundown on on some things. So the Deadbeat started how long ago? Five years. Five years. Yeah. And so now it's it's you and Bubs Harris, which is an amazing comedian out of Pensacola, Florida. Um, if you get a chance, look him up or go to Deadbeats uh, um, on your Facebook, on social media, and you can sort of uh, uh, get in touch with any of us that way. But Bubs is amazing. Uh, I absolutely love this dude. From actually, when JC first met me, and we I was just starting out as a comic, and we became friends. He the first one of the first things he said is you remind me of a young Bubs Harris. Yeah, I was like, I oh, that. okay, cool. And now that you've worked with him, like it's you can see what I mean. Oh yeah, I, I lo- love him. Bubs Again. is like he's never written a set list in his life. He's never written a joke down in his life. But he can do his entire act from like five years ago or what he wrote last week. Like I, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm like that. I do, I do take set lists occasionally. But so Bubs Harris and you, how do you guys come together? But let's let's start there. I met him. Uh, I don't remember this. Like at all? Which well, is this be is a, a shitty story already. I'm gonna tell a story. I don't remember it, but hang on, I'm gonna tell me a story. I met what? him on a show Matt Ward booked on a riverboat in Knoxville. Oh, I missed. And those. I have no recollection of meeting him in this thing. And a year later, me and Matt are on the road for the Quit Your Day Job tour with uh, again Matt Ward, Grady Ray, amazing people, amazing comedians. So. Well, Quit your I day jobs now is actually me and John Gibson. Yeah, Matt yeah, yeah. And again, I, I love John. God, the first time I met him, I fell in love with that guy instantly. But anyway, not a big suck fest. Let's get back to you and Bubs. Um, How do you guys come together on the, the he, uh, Matt booze Ward cruise? Kept, we can say booze cruise, right? That's not patented. We got stoned on booze it, cruise. and you know, we hung out. I don't remember it. Uh, I'm on the road a few months later, and Matt's like, man, i got to keep you away from Bubs Harris. If you guys start drinking together, the goddamn world's going to blow up. So it's immediately, not knowing me at all, was saying to me, yes, go get drunk with this man right now and annoy the guy that's the headliner on your tour. Nice. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I got He saw us perform in uh, December, uh, and uh, he told me he was going to go on the road in uh, the spring, and he wanted to bring me with him. It, I thought he was a crazy person, and then six weeks you later, were right, but he's awesome. I get this these logos for Dead Beats of Comedy. He goes, "Hey, what do you think of this? This is the the, the tour we're going to do. This is going to be us." That's the old biker looking patch with the skull yeah. and the two microphones. Kind of looks like the uh, the outlaw kind of the. Chopper Charlie or whatever they call also it. Also known in Pensacola as the tattoo. I tried to get drunk and then realized that I can't drive a car. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So obviously he was here in Knoxville on a show. Yeah. Um, to and, I, and then I saw him in Alabama, in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. No, Mobile, Alabama. So I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Nice, nice. It's a good town. We did that on our last Deadbeats tour, and that was amazing. I loved that show. That, they had boiled peanuts at the venue. I was excited. Nobody else gave a shit. I was yeah, like, I, we get paid and boiled peanuts? <laughs> Holy just, shit, I sign me up. To, I just wanted to see my paycheck in a different bar. <laughs> He's like flicking out. They got peanuts. We're like, dude, we just want to go to a bar with liquor. Fuck yeah, this guy. I forgot it was a beer bar. Yeah, Again, I was so distracted by the boiled peanut T- to the point that I hate spicy foods, and all they had was the Cajun style, and I ate them anyway. I was just so excited. So, <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, I got a call from Bob's. So we went on the road. Uh, he, I think it's the only time he's ever played Knoxville, actually. And we quickly discovered that uh, I'm a fucking crazy person. <laughs> And I know that. That's true. Bubs is—he's uh, off his rocker, but around me, like he's kind of in dad mode. 
Like, like he's he's kind of got to make sure I don't fucking. He, do he sort of has right that there. Sam Elliott from Roadhouse, that Wade really Garrett, does. you know that, you know that don't eat the big white mint kind of. <laughs> like know. we've slept in some crazy places, we've done crazy shit, uh, but it does not phase either one of us. Like we've played in clubhouses for uh, social clubs. Uh, we've done after parties for death metal bands. Like, like we've Ooh, done. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, we did a one for Rotting Christ and one for uh, Origin and Belfagor. That you totally like. Honestly, uh, you might as well have been speaking like Tolkien. I didn't understand any of that. I'm not a super like metal guy, and so like I, I like very like diet metal. Like I just not my thing. You like mall metal. Uh well I I like I like all the way down to like hair metal but I do like like um classic uh second wave English metal the That's m- cool. Motorhead uh, Priest you know, like that That's I like that stuff listening. and I I like some some newer stuff but rarely anything like super heavy I hate like the Swedish death metal and I hate like the what's the orchestrated style of metal I know they have a name for it uh like the symphony where they're they're singing opera and they're doing the I hate that shit I shit I don't it. listen to yeah I can't I do anything know. with that no, but I, I like I have to have a good singer that's a big one for me as soon me. as you say opera I'm out the door I have to have a bit like I want a real singer like I can't do the I, I can't I have friends I in those that, bands that, that do that and they make fun of themselves I'm okay with a, with a Lemmy <laughs> they call themselves you know, vocalists they're I'm okay, not lying I'm okay with like a Lemmy from Motorhead, like a scratchy gravelly, but it's still, it's there. I can, I don't have to hear every word. I'm not Grandpa Jones over here, but I at least want a singer. I want a voice. That's an important part of the band to me. If your guitar was out of tune, I wouldn't listen. So when your singing's out of like pitch and I can't listen, I hate it. I fucking hate it. So I can't do that shit. So all that means nothing to me. But anyway, you played for punk and metal bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we've done a bunch of weird shit and it's like, now it's weird because we're We've been at it for five years. We hired more people. Like we hired you, we had a couple other people. So okay, we so yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So but. when did when did the first um, next debt? Once you guys again, I, I'm a wrestling guy, so we'll 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 figure out how the four horsemen came to be six horsemen at this point. But so you and Bubs hook up. You you whose idea was the deadbeats itself? It was like all Bubs. It was all all Bubs. Okay, it was all Bubs. Uh, that's why he's the OG DOC. So was he? Was, okay. So here, let me let me ask you one of these questions. A lot of stables and stuff start with like one person named that thing, and then once everybody comes in, that becomes the name for everybody. You know, like or a band. You know, like I'm Alice Cooper, and then now we're all Alice Cooper. So was Bubs the deadbeat of comedy? Is that how it started? No, no, okay. no. It was it was us. We never planned on expanding, but then we did these shows with the degenerates of comedy. Some of the craziest goddamn. That's human uh, alive. the they're Florida based Flagstar and and Figler and. Stuff. Oh well, uh, Damian Figler, and yeah, Nico Prada. Yeah. I, I don't know the, them personally. I mean, I, I know them through online. We're online well, friends. They, they, they've got a fucking bunch of them, and they go out and they finance their own tours. They I like shit it. Face. I like it. They have a fucking blast. We're like, I, we I need it. to hire more people because, like, if you meet any of the degenerate comedy crew, you're like, okay, that's I've never a met them in person, but I love them online. Like, I've if you see them on a stage and they somebody says, "There's one of the degenerates here," you see five acts, you will pick out the degenerate. So, so like, like we wanted I, to do that with. I love piece. that, and I, I honestly want to say when I when I started as a comedian, and we'll talk about comedy starts later because that's a whole conversation that I think a lot of people want to hear. Um, but when I started as a comedian, I had a few things I want. I didn't start off going, I want a Comedy Central special, and I want like I didn't start off stupid, but I was like, I wanted free pizza. Um, and for girls to think I'm funny on a first date, my, so I could actually have an excuse to ditch her if the date sucks. I so had I, I had a few my... things that I wanted to do. I, I wanted, you know, obviously I wanted a paying show. I wanted one of the booze cruises. When I first started, we were doing the booze cruise, the the, the riverboat with the cruise, and that was one of my goals. I got that, and I always wanted to be part of a 
click. And I don't say that in a bad way. I, wrestling stable, I guess, is more appropriate. I love, as a wrestling fan, stable community. I just think it's awesome. And I just think that's great. So I love the um, the wrestling stable. So I, I know there are comedy stables like you had Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison and those guys in Texas back in the day. You know, you have that. And I, I wanted that. And so I saw you and Bubs and I was like, I want to I want to be a part of something like that. You'd be surprised and how many people were pissed off at us when we hired people thinking that they, since they'd opened for us so like many they times. They should be the ones. They should be it. And I'm like, yeah, but if you like... If they, if the deadbeats, the ones that we picked, the way that we picked them, the reason that we picked them is a, it's like the degenerates. And if you put five comics on a stage and said one of them's a member of Deadbeats Economy, they're going to pick out the deadbeat. Right, right. So if you, again, to go to beat that dead horse, man, <laughs> um, if you say, hey, tonight one of the four horsemen is, is at your local arena, everybody's going to go. That's just a thing. You don't care who it is. You're like, oh, those fucking guys. So there are things like that. Or, yeah. hey, one of the Wu-Tang is going to be performing tonight. Which one? Doesn't matter. The you joke know. that Bubs makes is you can normally smell the deadbeat. Nice. <laughs> so who who comes next? Who who's the next uh, uh, on the lineup? Um, and how did we pick that press? So that's what I want to get into next. Is how did you pick? How did it come to me? Obviously, but everybody. What's the we we did nominations. Okay. But I, uh, everybody's name that got pulled ended up in it. Okay. Like there wasn't a lot of debate. Patrick Cunningham was a no brainer because that man's out love of his Patrick, fucking mind. Love Patrick. Great comic out of uh, back to Huntsville at the moment. But yeah, like, love Patrick. Patrick's Cunningham. one of those guys. If he said, okay, there's five guys on this bill, they're going to say, yeah, the the really loud guy from Staten Island that talked about hookers. That's got to be the dead. Dude, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> for, for, for anybody who's, who's ever met Patrick, he has this amazing bit of iced tea doing Shakespeare, and it's so. <sighs> Fucking dead on. It's the you most brilliant. You can hear brilliant. it on his uh, first record, Prehistoric, oh, Prehistoric. on iTunes. Uh, by the way, that album Plug cover. Plug guy who's not even on that, the show. That, hey, he's a deadbeat. He's here in spirit. Deadbeats are always present in spirit, and we will always plug. I jerk off a lot, man. I hope that's not true. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we. It's true. Here, we're always here in spirit at Deadbeat Radio. We both put, um, we both nommed Patrick immediately. Uh, you got brought up next. And then we brought up Kurt Keller. Nice. Well, again, Kurt was a wonderful yeah. person I'd never met until um, we went to Pensacola for the Deadbeat Fest. Uh, I wanted fest. Kurt in because the first time I saw him perform, he did a bit about being drunk and like getting dumped or some shit. And uh, literally stripped on stage with the PBR can never leaving his hand, imitating some kind of a drunken snake <laughs> screaming at a person who wasn't there. Nice, nice. And I was like, uh, I want him. I'm not doing the bit justice, I, but it was really fucking I funny. love, I, I, was love like, I want him in the Deadbeats because everything that he does is so fucking oh, awkward. God. He alienates the shit yeah, out of everybody. Yeah. It's really it's funny, Some though. of the best comics do. They have that, I'm going to piss you off and you're going to laugh anyway. You know, the old Andrew Dice Clay and his high. That's really what it was. It was like, I'm going to piss you off with his character and you're going to laugh it's not a character for Kurt he's just oh, an get extremely likable weird with dude with guys Clay or um, I'm a huge fan of a, a comedian named Chad Daniels for anybody who doesn't know please look up Chad Daniels he's brilliant and I watched a documentary with Chad Daniels Tom Segura and I can't remember the third guy where they go to Japan uh, which is really kind of a weird C3 American comics in Japan but Tom Segura had said to Chad he was like it's so funny like the different degrees of our likability he was like because the first guy I can't remember his name but he was brilliant he was really funny I just can't remember his name um, was super likable and he was like and it comes to me and they were like uh, kind of likable he's like then it comes to Chad and they fucking all hate you but it's but that's his gimmick and I love it <laughs> I fucking love it well, none um, of us are stylized like at all 
No, none of no, us give no. a fuck. Uh, I like, love Kurt. The, the minute I saw his beard, that won me over right away. Uh, he had, he posted the other day. This is just kind of something funny. If you ever go to Debbie Page and see Kurt, you'll see what I'm talking about. But he had posted the, the I know everything there is no but shrimping, and I was like, I, I get the quote, but I just want you to know if I didn't. I would think this was really a quote from something you do. You look like you would smell like shrimp constantly. <laughs> like, and, I, and, and, and as somebody who understands. He like would first knock thing, the fuck out yeah, of you. I, no, he thought it was hilarious. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, and I get it. I was like, look, dude, I don't have a lot of room to talk. And I understand. Look look at me. But I'm just telling you, if I didn't know this was from Forrest Gump, I would think like, yeah, that guy works shrimping all day. I see that. No, waiters, flannel shirt, just constant stench of shrimp. I get that. I always like kind of thought of as like like more like the motor head of comedy in a way that if a deadbeat moves next door to you, your lawn will Would die. Yeah. die. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me say this. Great. So it looks like we're going to stop here for a second. Take a break. Is that right? Yes. Sir. So when we get back, we've, we've, we've discussed the deadbeats. Oh, and then we'll, we have the future deadbeat Wiley Farrar. We want to include that guy in here as well. we got to mention him. We've, uh, we've initiated another, which sucks. I kind of wanted to be the new kid a little longer, but that's okay. So all great comics. Um, you will hopefully that, hear that, a lot that, about them. That's inclu- His inclusion right there is pretty much all of it. Yeah, that's him for Deadbeats. Uh, like he's the new guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I wanted to be <laughs> the new guy shows, a little longer. Do some more shows with us. So we've talked Deadbeats. We've explained what they are. When we get back. Uh, he's a great kid, here. though. I'm not shitting on Oh, him. no, he he's was amazing. F- absolutely brilliant. I want to talk about your position here and some of the things we have co- you, you've accomplished here in, in Knox Comedy. And then some other things. I, I think some fatherhood questions. We'll get to that. That'll be fun. But uh, we're going to stop here. And uh, yeah, I get it. I've not done it three times. Well, more than that, but three that counted. I got, you know. Um, but I'm going to uh, dig into that a little deeper and we'll be back. All right. Stop for a moment and think about all the people you interact with on an average day. I'm not talking about your spouse or coworkers. I'm talking about the people that you pass at the grocery store, the person that picks up that pin you drop at the bank, or the person at the gas station that sells you the beer. Now ask yourself how much you know about that person. My name is Mitch Wheeler and I'm the host of a new podcast called People in My Neighborhood. I sit down with people from all walks of life, have a drink, and find out all I can. I want to know what they do, if they like their job, the good parts, the bad parts, successes, failures, and how they got there. And then we go through all the same questions about their passions, dreams, and hobbies outside of work to really get to the human in each guest. Available everywhere podcasts are found and stagediverradio.com. 
Hey guys, this is Jay Kendrick. And I'm Bingy. And we're here today to talk to you about our new video game podcast coming to Stage Diver Radio Network entitled J&B's DLC. So has this ever happened to you while you were playing a video game? Get good, noob! Your mom looks like Sean Connery and it's still banger! Get wrecked! Well, you're in luck, because we have a podcast by gamers. For gamers. Every other Monday, and everywhere podcasts can be found, and at stagediverradio.com. Hey guys. What's up, dude? What's up, man? You remember when we recorded that commercial? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nailed it. Best commercial ever. Well, apparently we have to do a shorter, more professional commercial. Oh, boo. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Lame. Pretty well, lame. Sam's going to be here soon, so we'll just dump that off on him. Sounds good. Hey, guys. Totally just got here. How's it going? Oh, How's perfect. Going, What's up, dude? Uh, yeah, so we got to do a commercial. Yeah. And it's got to sound real professional. Professional. Super yeah. professional. So, Very. Um, All right. You missed the last one, so this one's on you, dude. All right. Fair enough. Word. So uh, don't fuck it up. All right. You got okay. this. Yeah. Don't, don't listen. Okay. You got it. Shut up, okay. It's professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just start now? Yeah. All right. Go for it. <clears throat> Coming every Monday from the Stage Diver Radio Network. Ew. Gross. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. How about less game show, more like dude with pride? Okay. <sighs> you got this, man. Don't worry about Shut it. Shut up, Bingy. High as fuck, Lander. Do you like conspiracies? Movies? How about the occasional dick joke? <laughs> Sounding like an asshole? <sighs> Try hard. Just yeah, no, man. no. You got this. You shut the fuck up, Bingy. Fuck this. You know what I this agree. is. Bingy's you know what this is. This is a pit of hate. That's what we are. We are yeah. the monstrous doom child stage diver keeps in their attic. That's true. So just check us out if you feel like hating yourself for that day. We we'll, we upload every week or so. Oh fuck this. Yeah, pretty much nailed it again. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna hang myself. That's right. Yeah. Every Monday. Still pissed that that's not. She's only seventeen playing right now. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That was JC's suggestion. I know. Yeah, we'll put it in the Uncle Fucking Touchy's podcast naked genius. puzzle basement file. Fucking podcast genius over here. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're back with our uh, special guest, Mr. JC Ratliff. Uh, that's me. And uh, the lovely Terry Snow playing our, our wonderful music selection. Hope you guys like it. Some things I liked. Uh, JC, uh, we we talked about how you kind of became into the the deadbeats of comedy which has spawned into debut radio but let's let's go back to like just where you start comedy because i the reason I, I mentioned that earlier that i want to bring it up i i know i didn't but i think a lot of people don't know where to start you can't just go like fill out an application for i am comic you have to to, to know what to do <laughs> wow that was and bad. uh and and honestly you you find out once you do it oh you mean i just go into an open mic and sign up and do it and then I, I meet some people and do it again and network and then it just starts there and you go yeah that's exactly all you got to do and i didn't know comedy was a lifelong dream for me i grew up watching george carlin when i was way too young to watch george carlin and the 80s comedy boom and the 90s boom before it died and so i love stand-up comedy always have always wanted to do it always thought i was that guy and it turned out i was hopefully right i think i've done very well at it so far and and i learned later that you just you go to an open mic and so, so tell me your start. Where did you um, begin, and how did well, you start? I, I with tried it? it when I was like really young, and, like uh, like nine. No, like like twenty one. Okay, and uh, it 
I, I, I jumped stage at nope. an open mic. Were you was, here? I know you're not no, from Knoxville. This was in Johnson City, Tennessee. So this was in John, East Tennessee, okay. And uh, I, I jumped stage when a host quit for an open mic that wasn't just comedy. Rarely any comedy. Like, the, like of, the poetry and, and music to open mics? Yeah. Like but, coffee house thing? Uh, but in a bar. Nice. <laughs> I don't do coffee houses. <laughs> nice. No, 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 no. I've never been no, on no. one of those open mics, but I've seen them like in movies and show, and I've heard people tell horror stories. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a nightmare. That. Like the host rage quit. And nice. I, I, I knew that's how Rollins joined Black Flag was seeing a rage quit and jumping yep. on the stage. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna pull a Rollins. Yeah, and that's cool. Then boom, I hosted the show, and uh, it lasted for a little while. And I'd do like bad, terrible fucking stand up at it. And I went to a club and tried an open mic and got crushed, and uh, never did it again. So your first time didn't go well. No, but it did put a bug in uh, the guy that runs my the podcast I'm on, uh, Bone from Bones Lair. Mm-hmm. Like he knew I could rant like a motherfucker, and he knew that I'd done, you know, tried stand up before. So it landed me on that show like eleven years ago now. And uh, we um, so stand up toe and water leads to podcast, yeah, which yep. leads back to stand up at some point. Yep. So real quick, let me ask you something. You did the said you did the the the, the open mic then and started just hosting. You did. I know you have some music background. Did you do music before that? You played bands. Yeah, I played. I played and music DJed before some that. stuff. DJed, okay. Yeah. So uh, stage wasn't a new thing. Got it. That was exactly yeah. where I was, and I think that's a big thing. Um, I had done. Um, I was a theater kid, and I had done some band stuff. I had been a couple of bands, and when I lived in Nashville, um, uh, I was in a uh, like a, a power trio, stoner rock, you know. Black I would Sabbath fucking covers. kill to see video of this. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got. It. Just, I've got. I've got a couple of. In my mind, albums. you still have hair, and you're playing a flying V. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was. Uh, this was. Um, I was shaved head bald, and I had a Van Dyke, which is a mustache and goatee. Frequently just called a goatee, but that's incorrect. Uh, a mustache and goatee connected at the sides, and kind of the stone cold, but it was really long. Not as long as my beard is now, but. It was like, in my in our wedding photo, you can't tell I'm wearing a tie because my beard covers it. So it was a long Van Dyke. So I was shaved head, long Van Dyke, and I was wearing like my cowboy shirts I always wear and like my Rob Zombie cowboy hat. And I was playing bass and singing. So no flying V. Uh, I was actually the bass player. But I have some albums, and I think there's some video floating around. Uh, I'll pull that up. But um, So I had done bands first, too. And then when I finally started stand-up... Um, uh, just one of those things where somebody's like, you know, you can just come in an open mic, and I was like, what? yeah, it's literally that easy. Yeah, and I didn't. We I, were we were hanging out. But at you, didn't, the, uh, you don't know that people don't. And and to be honest, about fifty fifty, it's probably good. A lot of people don't know that because I don't. We don't. I don't want them. But <laughs> how many people out there were like, you would be great, and aren't you'd doing be surprised it, so. how many frontmen for bands I've seen try open mics and decide, you know, find out they are not funny for shit. That's all stage well, adrenaline. Yeah, you still. <laughs> so you still, it'd be no different than a comic trying to start a band and not being that good at their instrument. You still have to have that other skill but the base skills translate well i i always looked at it because my first time actually did go well my first time doing stand it didn't great but and i have it, it recorded as well just luckily it didn't go great but i was happy with it i i all the things i was worried about i was worried about like missing beats but i i did it and i I only had like 24 hours. I asked my uh, lovely friend Jeff Blank, who you know as well, yeah. who, um, you know, I was like, I was, at the time I was homeless. My wife and I were going through a divorce. I was sleeping in my car. I had nothing, literally nothing. And um, Jeff and I uh, used to work for the same company. We would drive back and forth to um, 
manager meetings because literally all the other managers in the area were like, yeah, you two suck. Nobody wants to ride with you two. You talk too much. So you guys have to ride together. I would not want to be in a car with you two. For four hours. Yeah, imagine me and Jeff Blank for four hours. No, I don't want to. So uh, nobody did either. I would rather imagine a root canal right now. None of the other managers would. So we would talk, and he was a stand-up, and I knew it, and I loved it, and I was starstruck. And finally, and like I said, I was homeless. I lived in my car. I couldn't see my kids. My life was just the absolute bottom shit floor. Oh, and Jeff fuck. said, the story is so come, sad. Come do it. Well, again, it all works out. And again, my wife and I are fine now. But And a lot of that's because of stand-up comedy. And Jeff said, you should come do this. I don't encourage a lot of people, but you would be great. You should do it. And again, one of these just random days, I thought, okay, I'm doing it. And I texted him. and was like, I want to do this open mic. When can I do this? And I thought it would be like months. Like you had to sign up. And he was like, tomorrow night at 8. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I was at my other job in a shoe store, literally the back room, stacking shoes, talking out loud, going over, writing my set as I was cleaning the store at night. I had 24 hours. Again, I had no clue you could take a notebook. I've seen people do that and blow my mind, like their iPhones. I was like, you can do if that? If I see you with a phone on stage, I think I'm genetically oh, I superior to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. But again, I come from old school stand-up, what I'd seen on TV. That's what I was used to. I professionals and so i automatically thought well you got to be professional you can't take notes i didn't know you could do that i didn't even know you could take a set list i never thought about it i was like so i memorized my set 24 hours went up there shitless nervous just terrified and i and it went well i told my jokes i sped up a little bit as you can tell i talk fast what a shock so i i did speed up a few things but i hit every beat i did get some laughter um, I was very happy. And even when I came off, Jeff was like, I would never know that was your first time. And other people told me the same. So when I came out of music, I felt like those kids in ROTC who joined the Army, like they start a couple ranks above. What, did you, When you started comedy, did you feel that, like, I, I can do this? I can handle an audience. I can handle a stage. I just need to learn comic stuff. I need to learn timing and writing. But the, you know, did you no. feel ranks ahead of everybody else? No, no. Because uh, I... In the like the year and a half before I started comedy, like my my best friend had died. Uh, I was in a long term relationship that, that fell apart. Sorry I'd that. lost a bunch of money, and instead of being depressed about it, I was genuinely in fuck it. <laughs> it's like I, I was depressed for like a year, and then I was like, I'm genuinely hitting fuck it. And uh, it was, uh, I we we started having a lot of fun on the podcast over it, you nice. know, because nice. I just started just everything was kind of funny to me at this point in life. It was, like, it was a humor or die situation. And a friend of mine told me about these open mics at Preservation Pub here on Sundays. And I knew the guy that ran it, Matt That was Ward. my first. That was my first. Yep. Uh, like I knew him. And we started going down there trying to recruit local comics to go do our podcast. And then a bunch of the, pod, uh, the comics told me they weren't going to do <coughs> my show unless I got on stage and did time. Oh, a little tit for tat, yeah, eh? It was Jeff Blank that talked me into it. He's such a dick, but I love him. And uh, I got two uh, bookings off my first mic and nice. quit my day job within a year. Nice. So That's great. That's, I still have to... I can't quit the day job. I didn't but. feel above anybody, though. Because I knew I... My stage experience didn't translate. I, I, I trembled like an Alzheimer's patient my first set. <laughs> like, it, it, what, it, what it saved me was years of having to be funny on air. Got it. And like trying to save a show. But I guess that's different too, because if you're on air, you can always cut, rewind. I mean, that is that's that's the difference. We don't do any of that, but you can. (laughs) That's the difference in a theater actor and a and a movie actor. You know, it's like on a theater actor, you can't fuck up. It's very different. I think that's the difference in a podcast and a comedian. I can come out here and be funny and tell a good story, um, but if I fuck it up, I back it up and just tell a story again. If you're on stage, if you fuck it up, you eat some shit and just walk away. You, You can't blame the bass player in comedy. 
Yeah. yeah okay. So like, people well, are like, yeah, it no, translates because I'm in a band. Dead like, on, dead on. Yes. If I fuck up, well, I can't kick Chad out of the band over his drinking problem. <laughs> I'm the drinking problem, you know? Like, what am I going to do? Go home and fire myself on a self-titled job with a self-made career? Like, like what do you think? It's such bullshit, man. Yeah, that's that 100%. I meet people that knew me from the band, find out I do them stand-up now, and they're always like, oh, yeah, you know, what's the difference? And that, that's exactly right. I go, look. I, I like stand-up better. I love playing music, and I've actually been thinking about buying another guitar. No load-in, motherfuckers. Yeah, oh, I exactly. show up with a bottle of booze and a box of merch. <laughs> I, exactly. So I do love stand-up better because I think the highs are higher, but the lows are lower. I, I the, think the lows don't bother uh, me anymore. Cause, cause here's unless the thing. I'm getting paid, man. If it's a paying show well, and some shit goes south, yeah, which it doesn't happen to me often, but it's happened. Like, oh my god, I, I get big, ugly, cry drunk, call my mom, like wonder, should I quit? Can I get in a Greyhound and go home? <laughs> yeah, like you can afford a Greyhound at that point. Uh, Megabus, baby. Uh, Megabus. Megabus. That's the comic's best friend. Um, but for me, it was a case of um, when I say the highs are higher um, in a band. You share the glory. On in comedy, it's all you. I so disagree with that. The internal, the internal highs are much higher because it's like I did this. If you do road work with people, it's a band effort. Yeah, or at least the the guys I take on their own, like it, it's got to be a band. Effort. But for your moment, it's not. It that's more of like a, a, a like a Coachella festival. We're all in this festival together. But for my time on stage, when it's just me as a comedian, I did it. It's all me. I I can't I can't don't have to share it. But also at the same time, when I fuck up. There's nobody to cover the sound. There is no bass player. Like you said, the bass player can't believe the bass player. There's nobody to... So when but you, you learn more. Like, you learn more from yeah. bombing the oh, success. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, nobody gets, you know, like... Nobody gets better from succeeding. They just get complacent. The other you thing... You fuck something up, and now you've got some, like, workman tile shit to evaluate The other yourself. thing in comedy that I like better than, than music, per se, especially if you're in a band, is I don't need anybody else's opinion. If I want to write this joke this way, I don't need you to tell me. No, no, the bridge should go ba 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 ba, and I go no, no. I, I don't have to put up with any of that. Until I don't you have get to get the shithead comedy promoters who remain nameless. <laughs> I don't have to put up with the <laughs> dude. I, I can't practice this week. My girlfriend wants to hang out. I don't have to put up with any of that. Yeah, that's true. So as a comic, again, well, the, the, I think that's so much better. But at the same time, I don't have anybody to depend on. So the highs are high for me, the lows are lower. But I think work the, the, in a group. I, I mean, think that's, what, the, that's one of the reasons Deadbeats exists. Work in a group. I think it, the, it, uh, solo touring skills I'm, still translate well. Solo touring is the most depressing fucking thing in the world. Like I've got a couple of buddies that do it, and they stay gone like about half the fucking year. And I'm like, how on the fucking? I would blow my goddamn brains out if I had to do another month long solo tour. It is so fucking depressing. I couldn't do it married with my kids. If I was making like Jeff Foxworthy money and can like take them with me or like fly back on just some red eye randomly, maybe. Yeah, but those fuckers' <laughs> version of touring is not. They're in like fucking RVs and yeah, shit. exactly. If I had, if I was, but I'm saying if I was at that level doing that, that'd be great. But at my level, the best I can do is take a couple days shoot out, take a couple days shoot out. I just want to picture Jeff Foxworthy touring in a fucking Aveo so bad. <laughs> Stopping at Golden Corrals along the way. <laughs> fucking hate. That. You might be a millionaire if, uh, God, you know he sold more albums than Carlin Pryor, like all combined. Like he's the top selling comedy. Oh, would you imagine that? There's more idiot fucking redneck truck stop cousin fuckers than there are people with I, a compassionate heart and degree. What I the hate fuck? say it ain't so. <laughs> I fucking hate 
Just because the burnout, and again, that that just everybody yelling it. I hate that you might be a redneck if, but his other comedy is is genuinely funny. I really like him actually as a comic. I just hate that you know the get her done catchphrase comedy. I, but I like him as a whole. I think he's actually really funny. Uh, uh, I used to listen to his albums before he kind of blew the fuck up and was everywhere. He's why I didn't want to be around comedy for a while because I got worried that the only way you're going to succeed is to go to comedy clubs and just well, my wife says the wackiest shit like. Fucking blow your fucking brains out. I got 10 minutes on punching Nazis. Can I talk about that? No, I need to go talk about uh, my my kid did a wacky thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Like, I can't, I understand not every comic is for everybody. And everything yeah, exactly. that has to be like, relatable. Totally subjective. But I am like the exact opposite of his audience. Like, I'm not walking into the Apollo and doing my act and expecting to do well. You know, like it's not for it's not it's not the right well, room. I've got a wife I'm not and the kids. right room for Foxworthy. Exactly. But if Foxworthy had to sit through my act, he'd rather jump through a fucking window too. <laughs> I, I've got a wife and kids, but I don't do wife and kid jokes often. I do a few, but it's just not something. And I do a twist on him again. That's a big Chad Daniels thing that I learned. He does this great dark twist on wife and kid jokes that I just adore. And I've tried to incorporate it, a similar take if I do that because I just the take my wife please jokes are funny, but I don't want a whole set of that. So I, I don't do much of that, and I always take a dark twist on it because I, I prefer that. But um, I don't know. I make jokes about my daughter, but I didn't meet well, her until last year. I know that's what I was actually about to bring up. <laughs> so, um, off of the the comedy train. So I, I'm a dad, and I, I so I, I really appreciate this. But you you again found out recently you you had a daughter, which happens all the time. That's a very common thing. You know, people find well, out. I mean, um, how how old was she when you found out? Seven. She was seven. She yeah. was seven. So, did you have any clue any of this time? Was no, there any no, like not a thing? Got it. Got it. So, I um, guess let's start with your initial reaction because with, with I was me, happy as fuck. I was thirty five years old and can't hold a fucking girlfriend and was going through that. I'm never going to be able to have kids phase of life. And somebody's like, "Oh, well, you have one." And guess what? She's out of diapers. That's a big fucking <laughs> win, man. You fucking slam dunked the odds on that. And the mom's one of my best friends. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" This is the score. Oh, I get to be a dad? No, that's not a... No, she gets a father. And they're like, oh, well, she's... It's kind of a package deal. Well, that's what I... Because she's got I, two younger sisters that need, you know, some <laughs> help, too. I'm like, I don't care. Fucking put them in a minivan. Let's go do some shit. So I want to get to that because, again, <laughs> I my, my parents are still together. My wife and I are still together. Which, because, again, luckily, after doing comedy, my wife gave me a second chance. She saw something in me and said, hey, you're following your dreams. I see something in you that wasn't before. So comedy led my wife and I to man, mend things up. And so we're, we're together... Um, my parents are not divorced, so I don't have step anything in my life. I have a half brother, but that's just my brother. So the the step and the new and the 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 meeting kids at a certain age is all new to me. Because my wife and I did it much more traditionally. We got married. We literally it wasn't even a surprise for us. We went, "You want to have a baby?" Yeah, me too. And two weeks later, we had a positive test. And so we were like very uh, uh, minority. Most people don't. Even married, dedicated couples, most of the time, it's a surprise. And it wasn't for us. It was like, let's make a baby. Okay, cool. Two weeks later, we're good to go. So, how how is the, the mental state of finding out and missing well, that? Like, I'm, where where do you at mentally? Well, hey, with? I'm not step anything. I'm oh, no, no, I get it, but part new. Of the family. Like, it's, it's, it's the new. That is common. Stepchildren, stepbrothers. It's, it's, it's meeting new family members at different points in their life. I have no experience with that myself. So, that is all a foreign concept to me. So, give me your mental state of meeting a new family member at a not normal my mental common state, state was of life. That there's a family right here that is you know just got another person bigger how did she take it who my daughter yeah like yeah. a fucking champ she was cool. making fun of me the whole time 
<laughs> she's she's like her dad. She doesn't put up with any shit. But, That's uh, awesome. That's no, awesome. It, that went well. I I knew the oldest kid already, kind of. I knew, you know, the, the mom's a good friend. Awkward. I, just, I mean, it has to be awkward. I mean, it was awkward the first time I was in a room with her because as soon as I opened the door, like any good fucking American, and I am obsessed with tacos, I opened the fair. door. My daughter's in a. I was informed just because it's an S, it's not a Superman shirt, it's a Supergirl shirt. Yeah. Already yep, yep. smart ass correcting me on yes. comic book shit and yelling at her mom, I don't want to eat that. I want to eat tacos. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. want to eat tacos. So <laughs> we don't right. need to take a paternity test. That, uh, that that actually brings up something. So with with my kids again, I was there the whole time, which is a blessing, and I, I hate that you missed that. That's I a hate great that part. I missed it, yeah, but I'm glad I, that, that it mattered. That's that's how you deal with it. And again, with with step parents, I know sometimes they come into the family and they go, you know what, I'm. I wish I would have get to know you, you know, and I hate that. But there was funny times where even at little ages when things aren't learned behaviors, there's no way out. It's pure instinctual. You see human life in a primitive form when you when you go through that. Like at its first steps, you're like, wow, I see what is just instinct and what is, you know, why some animals release their children instantly because they're ready to go. I, I It was amazing. And I would see my kids do things that were straight me like weird and you're like oh shit you had you don't even know me well enough to have picked that up holy fuck that's that was in my jizz like <laughs> you that the jizz you start, carries idiosyncratic sees i didn't know that you start like looking at all the family options from crunchy socks yeah, it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy you're like oh my god so i uh, uh and and i hear my parents tell stories of that happening to us you know and it was just so weird yeah, i don't have any of that uh but you know she's in my life well, you do, but you just don't know if it's learned or I or, don't. Yeah, because you weren't there when it couldn't have been any the other traits option. that she has. Like me, she does really well though. It's more <laughs> like a, oh my god, she's like me and I fucked up. Well, <laughs> then, then as somebody who saw it in a, in a primitive form, let me tell you, it is real, and a lot of that can be you whether you were there or not, and that's amazing. I think so too. Yeah, it's amazing. But, but, like, it's that's amazing. how it translates to stage to me because it's not like my kid does the wackiest shit. It's I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. So a, a lot of like non-parents are the ones that really love the bits because I'm a walking example for why you should be on birth control and use condoms. I mean, I'm, I love my kid. I wouldn't undo it. Don't get me wrong. But if I tell single people, like I met a kid when she was seven, you'd be surprised their inclination to use a condom again, even though their girlfriend says that they're on the pill for like a month just to be sure. <laughs> you get told some weird shit, and it makes yeah. the transition easier, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely, um, becoming a parent is definitely weird because people do treat you different. Like, yeah. Minute, it's weird. Yeah, it's I lost a, a lot of friends. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I lost yeah. a fuckload oh, yeah. of friends. They're like, oh, he must have known the whole time. Translation, they know I didn't know the whole time. They're worried if they drink with me, all I'm going to do is talk about my kid. Yeah, fucker, that's what I'm going to talk about. And especially, you know, and especially so with it, it being me off the island, man. They knew me. They're with like, it being uh -uh. new and exciting, who would like if you bought a brand new car, you would want to talk about it. It's new and it's exciting and it's fresh and it's my thing right now. Why wouldn't you talk about it? Because not only is it a a my thing, it's an amazing special my thing. It's not like just hey this happened. This is like holy shit. Stop the presses stuff. Why wouldn't you talk about it? Oh like, yeah. I mean, my my kids are a little older. I mine, mine are eight, about to turn nine and uh, five, and so I, you know, some of that does wear off, just like any relationship. You know, you you love your girlfriend when you first meet her, and then when you're with my wife, I've been together fifteen years. She's the most wonderful human being on earth. But there are times where I'm just like, I don't I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, like <laughs> some of that rubs off. She's like, Hey, what do you think of? I 
I don't give a shit. Do it. Like, what? I'm not going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking about shaving my head. Look at the shit you let me do. I don't care. Go for it. Like, so there's there's that point where you're just like, yeah, some of the, the, the shine is worn off. But you know what? The shine wore off my favorite belt buckle 100 years ago, but I still love it because it's cool and that's just the way it is. You know? So the you coolest stuff. You got really, stuff, like, like, deep um, on this. Yeah, the like, coolest like stuff really, really way. deep on a, a um, surface question. Well, no, no, it's, it, but when it comes to those things, it's not a surface question. It's a, um, it's an awesome thing. And so, but you, you'll grow out of some of that, the talking about it all the time. I have um, because it started bugging me. Yeah. Like, I, I had to go back and edit my new album and shit. And I'm like, I, I was like, I gotta, I can't, I gotta talk about some other shit. Parents are like that. It's, it's, <laughs> you, you have to remain a human. Like, as a parent, you, you all, you, it's very easy to get lost and just become a parent when you forget, you know what? I am a human first. I do have. I can be me. You, you this child I'm depends on. I'm still learning it. I'm, I'm learning the balance. Well, that you have to. It's a balance because these people depend on you. As they get older, the dependency can can stretch and wean a little bit. But they do depend on you, and they do come first. It changed road work a lot. Oh yeah, but not oh, yeah. not That's... so much as, you know, like I I have something to miss when I'm gone now. Yeah. But, uh, and you have I to schedule around weird it. weird after shows because the... we'll be sitting in a bar until like three in the morning for like the third night in a row and like. I instinctively feel like a bad dad, even though I'm on the road, like yeah. doing oh, yeah. my job. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like well, that my... was even though these fucking PBRs were free, that could have been two textbooks. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> Any, anytime, like I, I have to leave to a show. Even our closest open mic is an hour away, so I'm always having to take extra time. And I always feel bad leaving the kids, and, and it's like, Daddy's got to go. I got a show, but you have to balance that. That you can't go. For me, you can't go every night. You can't be on tour eight months at a time. You do what you can. do. I can't do any of that shit anymore. No, 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 no. no. So, you, but you still have to make time. And, on any parental level, even if it's, hey, I'm going to put the kids in bed and I'm going to go take a bath and I'm going to smoke a blunt and I'm going to watch a documentary and I'm going to sit here for a little while and just be me. You have to be me at some time. Whatever you can work in, you've got to be me. Otherwise, what do you have to give the kids? Well, if you're parent only and you're not human first, you don't have anything to present to them that's going to help them grow into a better person someday. That's stage, man. Like I can just be a like yeah. mine's simpler yeah. than yours. Yours is all deep and philosophical. Mine's I can have four vodkas and be a total raging yelling asshole for forty five minutes. Not a happy fucking boy. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Stage time is that for I me. I can't too. walk around the house screaming fuck anymore, you know? Like no. I'm gonna do it at your fucking no, show. Cause wait till they do back. Wait oh uh, oh the worst. There was something oh I know. When I, I get frustrated with something, I have a very specific way I go, Ah, damn it. And Silas was about five, I think, and he did something like two Legos wouldn't fit together, or I don't know something. Batman refused to fuck Superman in his little imaginary toy plane. I don't know what he's doing, but anyway, he went. Ah. Why would Batman be fucking Superman in a plane? Because kids do all kinds of weird shit, and I don't question <laughs> it. And, and at that age, they babble, and you just see clink and action figures, and you go, "I don't want to know. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't care." Did I forget um, to close the door yeah. last night? Holy shit! So have you learned. So he he whatever he was doing, he was frustrated, and he went, "Ah, damn it!" And like my wife and I, like two puppets, were like, "What? That's all?" And I was like, "I my I'm." That, yeah, that's me. I got nothing. I, that's so me. So did the other teenagers in the mall that you hit on do all dammits to you too? No, 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 no. I, before because my, they're children. Before my wife, I hadn't hit on another teenager in the mall since I was a teenager. She was the one exception. Uh, so uh, don't you start with me, Ratliff. I will edit this to make you look like shit. So you're just going to cut you out? 
<laughs> For the record, let me edit that. I will have Terry edit this to make you look like shit. Because I can't do any of that. So let's let's talk about some things you got going on. I know yep. you got an album coming up. Is that right? Yeah. Yep, That's yep. album number two. Let's album go ahead and two. plug album one. Let's get an old Hope plug is in. Hope a virus. I was there for that on one. iTunes. Yep, that was fun. And uh, if you hate there. me, Spotify, because I don't get any goddamn money for that <laughs> shit. So I... I, I I'm not. I haven't done any of that. I can't wait to start doing some of that. I want to record an album someday. But how does that shit work? Like you get it's frustrating. Um, uh, <laughs> again, is it as easy as you go to an open mic? Like what I, what I mean by that is, when it comes to getting an album made, not necessarily made, but like once you've got it, because I know that's a lot of work. But once you've got it on, say, Spotify or Pandora or whatever, um, which by the way, I do have a JC Ratliff channel on my Pandora. Just so you know, I do have you. Oh, I do. Nice. I can pull it up and prove it right now if we need to. No, we're we're good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so. Is it is it one of those things where if you only knew it was as easy as going to an open mic and signing up? Like, because when I hear albums no, on that, I'm like, oh my god, thing. it's a fucking nightmare. Really? Uh, well, for some people, yes. For some people, no. It's also fucking circumstantial. The thing I run into is I see a lot of people record an hour that had no fucking business recording an hour. Uh, there's a lot of know? that shit. How do you know you're ready? Uh, when you have an hour that you're doing and it is your act and you're getting paid for that act and that act is working. Okay. When it's time to bury that act, record the act. Yeah, no, then... I know that there's two, the two camps. Some comics record an album and just keep doing it for the rest of their career. And some comics, Whites. yes. Um, and then Whites. you have the George Carlin. I don't know. I, I read this again. I'm a huge Carlin fan, um, and Carlin was the big one for me. Um, but uh, he would every year, and you think about every fucking year. My God, you're like the queen of comedy. You put out an album every goddamn year. Um, but he would he would write and he literally would write it and then for the first part of the year he would go out and read the paper like he would he would be the comic so you think about oh you can't take notes fucking George Carlin took notes yeah like, but he's also on enough cocaine to kill a small horse for most yeah, of that time but even after the <laughs> like, even what? after the cocaine like, era this is how he did it he would he would uh, write it down and go out and read it you mean so, there was no side effects from all of the cocaine oh, I'm sure there was a lot of side effects <laughs> but he would read it from the screen he would tell people hey guys I'm, I'm just I'm recording this later Later this year, I'm practicing it, so bear with me. And slowly wean himself off. And then he would just use it to like cheat from from time to time until he had it memorized. And every year, and then the year he would record it, and it was gone. And that was it. Those are my favorite comics. The one that do is, uh, that well, when they, when let's they hit get that their hour, they, they fucking let's put look, the hour out and do let's another hit, one. Hit that real quick. So give me your holy trinity. Like, who's the three that inspired you, love? Even after you got into it, it turned you on. You can't on. name the big three. No, no, give, give me your you, three. You can't do the Carlin Hicks prior thing because uh, every comic on earth says No, no, that. again, I want your personal. What's your three? Give me your holy trinity. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't get asked this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I know mine, I know I have mine. I Greg Geraldo, that's mine. Number that's one. one. Greg Geraldo's on mine. Goddamn yep. bullet. I agree. Uh, it changes, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's like, fair. like Chappelle uh, has always been a big one. For I like me. Chappelle. I like Chappelle. Like, I, I think I'm glad to see him make some comebacks. I like that. I'm just glad that to show how much the comedy landscape has changed. Remember when everybody thought he was the Messiah, yeah. and now yeah. he drops the exact same style of material. So, Social justice warriors here we go. go it, you can't say that. He's fucking Dave Chappelle. It, he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm one of those people. I think there are no holds in Barton comedy. Like again, I think you should be able to say, "Do if you don't like it, that, that's fine. This comic isn't for you. You don't buy his albums. I, I'm just of that again. Personal freedom. You have the personal freedom to say it. And guess what? I have the personal freedom not to buy it. And that's how you sit. You don't. Um, I'm a big fan of the band Black Pussy. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Stoner rock band. They're great. 
I love the name. Oh, so well, so check them out. I highly That's recommend. That's going to be it. a hard one to Google, but <laughs> no, actually, it's not. It's not. Yeah, you just turn your safe word on, or you you go to my Facebook page. They're under my likes. I'm a big fan. Um, but anyway, they when you hear the name Black Pussy, they're exactly what you think. They look like what you think. It's a bunch of like stoner rock white dudes, crazy that is long not hair. What I think when yeah, you say Black. No. Pussy. Oh, see, I did. I instantly, I instantly thought like '70s stoner rock right away. That's the first thing. And it was that is some married man shit for um, an answer. And it only a, like, only a happily married again, dude would hear like, black pussy and not think of Jada Fire. Okay, well, <laughs> when you when you when you yeah. Google a picture and see them, you go, yeah, I get it. it. They do look like they would pull out of the they they look like they would step out of the van that would have black pussy airbrushed on the side with some. That's exactly what they look like, and their music is exactly what you would picture to hear on the eight track playing in said van. So um, when did this band well, fuck, become? Pull the, it up. Pull it up. Yeah, I got just, you. When did up. this band become the darkness? Because um, I think you're describing the darkness. No, no, it's 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 actually <laughs> legitimate stone rock. But here's the thing: they are getting boycotted like fucking crazy. You'll see it when you pull up. That's why you'll Google it. The controversy. People are boycotting their show. People are like, there's a whole like why? fuck because it's misogynistic and racist. The, there's not a black woman in that okay, band. Okay, you named your band Black Pussy, though. You kind of set yourself up um, for that one. I, I agree. I agree. But here's what I said. Like, they, then they've been shut out of shows. Like, I, I, I the, the tons of stuff has been, um, uh, boycotted. This but, is their song called Marijuana. Exactly. Guess what like, it's about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, they'd sound exactly like, to me, what I thought they would. Okay, I've been making fun of this, but this is the type of yeah, shit I would dude, listen to yeah. at home. Getting it's high. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, this is not. This is not what I would associate with Black Pussy, though. This is not a. Like, they, 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 there could have been a different name. Well, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, and I, I'm a big supporter. Caucasian of labia must have been taken. Well, you know, some of this stuff. Okay, so have, did you, are you guys familiar with the slants? They're an Asian band, I think out of Hawaii, so like Pacific Islander Asian variation. And um, so they call themselves the Slants. Again, I guess it's like black people call themselves the Negroes or whatever. But Oh, that came out of his mouth. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just, it's what it is. I mean, like, so there's a huge boycott for those guys. They went to the fucking court over it and fought to be able to call themselves the Slants. They were like, we chose this. We're the race. And people still boycotted it. And so um, uh, they they actually went to court, and some of their people are working with Black Pussy to fight this too, because a lot of people are like said boycott, and I think that's retarded. I just think it's stupid. Um, if you know, here's what you do, and I've said this before: if you don't like a band or you don't like a comic, is as we started off. Here's what you do: nothing. You don't buy their albums. You don't support their shows. You do nothing. You vote with your wallet. It's not like they're hurting anyone. You just don't enjoy it. Then don't enjoy it. But don't do shit about it. Don't pay for it. Don't buy their records. Don't tell people about it. Don't promote their shows. Don't go. I've worked with a ton of shitty comics and I've never been like, yeah, uh, on a hate campaign over it. (laughs) And so, like, on another show, or if you end up at a show and you don't like it, here's what you do too. You have three choices. As a comic, this is my opinion and my opinion only but i think you have three choices added as an audience member you either laugh you clap or you shut the fuck up if something is funny and you then laugh meet our crazy aunt alcohol that fucks all of i know shit up i know i've seen it too well but again if you think something's funny laugh laugh if you think something is good but it doesn't make you laugh clap and if you think something is bad don't clap 
don't say anything because that will fuck a comic up. You want to heckle a comic? He thinks he's in charge. He gets overpowered. He gets taken down. If you don't do anything, he will second guess his entire existence. Silence is the kryptonite to comics. Oh, yeah. Not Heckling me made yeah. my fucking day. No. A room full so, of crickets, however. Yeah. Like, oh, Daddy's yeah. listening to some Morrissey with a razor blade yeah. in his face. Oh, when yeah. He gets yeah. Home. So, again, <laughs> as, a com- as a comedy show member of the audience, three options laugh, clap, shut the fuck up. If you want a fourth option, it's leave. Go away. That's it. That's it. So. I just think that's fucked up. So if people, you know, uh, have an issue with that, I, I just don't get it. But anyway, so your Holy Trinity changes at any time. I get that. I put I uh, I put Stanhope in there, but I wasn't a fan until after I got into comedy. Okay, like, I, uh, I, I I loved that the fact that he torched to the Man Show, and I'd seen some of his specials and liked yeah, it, but I hadn't listened to a lot of his shit. I hadn't either. And it was you guys, I think, that told me about what he did for bar comedy. And yeah, what, see, yeah, I didn't know is, any of that. He is the patient zero. Yeah, I get that. And I, I really respect him. I'm not a huge fan of his work. I don't mean anything bad against it. He's funny and I, he's brilliant. It's like hearing a band that you you know you like or you know is good, but you're like, nah, it's not. Yeah, my there's thing. a ton of shit I, I, I'll respect yeah. for talent. I just don't like. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm uh, I'm I'm just not a huge huge fan. I like, no, but anyway, um, for me, I would honestly say Carlin, and I say it not as the hipster thing. Carlin is huge, but it's not Pryor and, and Hicks. So for me, it's Carlin. Greg Giraldo, and honestly, Chad Daniels. I, I've I've told him. Dude, you mentioned Chad Daniels so much so time great. on this podcast. So I'm great. wondering if he's paying you. No, no, no. no. But <laughs> I mean, he you did, better get him on he, here. He, oh <laughs> God, I wish he did. I I would do anything for anybody to book him just so I could meet him. Um, but we we are friends on Facebook, and he did send me an autographed CD, and I, I just worship it. But he is honestly when I I discovered him after getting into comedy. Popped up on my Geraldo Pandora. That's exactly how I discovered him. So he was on my Pandora for Geraldo Station, who again is a huge, huge influence. And I was just like, I kept, I started liking it and waiting for more of it. And I was like, this guy's great. And I, I just dove in headfirst and fell in love. And he was, because he's got a real dry sense of humor that I like. I like dry stuff like British humors and, and like Christopher Guest mockumentaries. I like dry humor in general. And he's got this, again, twisted take on the wife and kid genre that I just love and if you're not familiar I highly recommend anybody check it out no he's not paying me and no he'll never hear this and no I'll never get him on but I absolutely adore him and he he would be the third to my holy trinity I like I, I'm more interested in I think some of the dead comics I wish they were still alive to see how much <laughs> shit they'd get into for their material Oh like yeah, Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo yep, are the Patrice two. Oh my God, Giraldo! There would um, be riots outside yeah, of Syracuse oh yeah, oh yeah. if Patrice O'Neill tried to play the college I, circuit. I take right so now. much shit. Train your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I take so much shit for saying retarded because, I, again, I know it's not PC, and I grew up in a different world. and I'm a horrible human being, and that's fine. But I say it, and Giraldo always says half a tard. And I think if you like, nobody cares that I say it in general because I'm not on Carson or whatever or Fowler or you know whatever the late night is. Fowler, who the fuck is Fowler? Uh, I don't know, but uh, what was I about saying? Fallon, that's it. I don't watch that shit. But anyway, so because I'm not on those shows, nobody cares. But if Geraldo was and he was still saying half a tard, oh my god, it would just fucking go down in fucking flames. Yeah, but he would be the guy who's you want to see that happen to on stage yeah. just to annihilate. Somebody. So smart, dude. He was a Harvard lawyer. Yep, just fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Everybody so. always asks, like, oh, I wish Hicks was still alive. I wonder what he'd say about the world today. Uh, 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 he'd probably just bitch. 
I like, he was already getting out of comedy. He'd probably just be a Twitter profile. If he wouldn't have died of cancer, he was he would have quit anyway just to be a writer. Hicks like, is one of those. Carlin, like, same uh, thing. It would be Carlin, say, talking about the topic that you want Carlin to talk about. Yeah, but Geraldo, yeah. that'd be fucking oh blast, God. man. <laughs> that you mach- can't say that. That machine that gun man, delivery. Holy fuck. Dude, when, he delivers those punchlines so fast and machine gunny, he could almost sneak shit past. With, did, what did no, nah, it wasn't. Let's go on. Like, he could almost sneak shit past you, and you're like, he did he? I don't, maybe? Nah, I don't know. And then if you club Greg Giraldo in the head, uh, you get Rich Voss. <laughs> Rich Voss. <laughs> Who I okay. love as well. Okay. I love that whole circuit nice. of comics. That's nice. my all-time favorite rings were those guys. Uh, and like, nice. It was like, well, for like influence on my work, rather. It's like, it's, it's a lot of those guys and the old guys from Boston and shit. Like, old, uh, old Lenny so, Clark. And okay, do you know, are Nick you familiar Apollo with, before he became are you familiar racist. with Barry Crimmins? <laughs> No. Okay, I was not either, and I I, I, I watched this documentary recently um, when stand-up stood out about that era. It's really good if you haven't seen it. Um, it's about the 80s Boston comedy boom. Lenny Clark is a huge part of it. Dennis Leary. Lenny um, Clark stole Bobcat a fucking Gold. ice cream truck to campaign for mayor through the loudspeaker. Well, <laughs> where are those comics today? Well, I definitely, again, for you, you sh- and the reason I, I said this, uh, brought this up, he, he recently died, um, and apparently he was a comics comic. Everybody loved him, but I'd never heard of him either until I watched this documentary a few weeks ago and the funny thing is the minute I heard him because they were showing clips of him in the, the late 80s I guess or early 80s late 70s early 80s um, and I actually thought of you I honestly wanted to ask you ever hear a band like some obscure little band that you don't think anybody's heard of and you wonder if they influenced somebody you love mm-hmm. so I heard this guy I'd never heard of him and I, I thought of you dude if I could have closed my eyes there was a moment in the documentary that showed a clip of him and I was Again, I'll, I'll get a little personal. It is, it is my time as a parent. I do love a hot bath, a blunt, and a documentary. That's my thing. We've uh, established that. That's, I love that. That's my thing. And so I was there, hot bath, blunt, watching a documentary. And, and it popped up. And I, for a moment, I went, oh, shit, that's J.C. Ratliff. And I've been meaning to ask you if you'd ever heard this person. You, no, but I always get cringeworthy <laughs> when people say uh, comics, comic, comparing me to people because I know that's where my career is. Uh, well, <laughs> like, the reason, I, the the reason second... I used it for Barry Crimmins is he died recently, and everybody, J.T. Haberstadt was a huge fan. Um, he posted about, he got to meet him. And so people that I respect, everybody. <laughs> well, the people that I respect apparently respected him. And so I was like, oh, I just thought he was some dude on a documentary. I'm afraid I'm going to be that guy when I die. That That's like my comedy fear. Like When I had to review the new album, I went through it and I was like, there's approximately seven minutes of this I could do in a comedy club. Yet I can tour independently across the fucking country on it and make a fucking killing. Comics will go watch me. Fans of comedy will go watch me. But people that go to like comedy clubs... Fucking, I mean, I, and I do well in clubs, too. That's the fucked up thing. Like, if you book me in a club, I'd just slow down my act and do it like punched up one-liners. And it works just fucking fine. But, like, it's, it's being a comics comic. Like, the two people that were at my second album recording were like, yeah, this is great. You're a real comics comic. I was like, no, please, God, no. Yeah, that's one of those shitty things that, again, gets thrown out all the time. Uh, that, um, okay, that, um... People say, but in this case, I just saw it here. I didn't know that about him because I just saw him in the documentary. But anyway, I do recommend you check him out. I'll check him out. Because he really did remind you. So we, we're, we're winding down here. Um, I got a chance. We, we mentioned the first album. Let's, what's the next album coming out? Patriot State of Dismay. Okay. End of March. It will oh, be Oh, yeah. Out. I got to be there for yeah. that one, too. Yep. So uh, you said March? Yeah. Same places. Uh, Spotify, iTunes. I'll be on iTunes okay. and Spotify. And I'll have physicals made when I get back. Uh, tours coming up? Shows? What do you got coming up? This uh, getting this damn thing out. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just did an hour. It's a weird thing. You you burn a whole hour of material. Yeah. And like the half yeah. hour of material attached to it. And then, be, oh, when are you going back on the road? I don't know when my notebook says 30 minutes. Right. Like, right. I'll, I'll start doing road work again when I've got a new half hour I can play with. And it might not be it recorded. I mean, I did an hour and a half's worth of shit between my first record and all the material in my second record that I just burned. So uh, you are a pen and paper writer, right? You yep. sit down with everything. Do you have a, a scheduled time to write or just when it hits? When it hits. See, I always, you know, I know there's songwriters who have those moments where it's like, I'm going to write a song about this and set and do it. And then there's the ones that were like, inspiration it's, hits and they write it. I'm it, that kind of comic. I that Shit hits me and I think about it and I go. Yeah, and Usually for me, the most of the entire bit's in the first pass. Like, yes. especially the ranting shit. Like, oh, that must have taken months. I'm like, no, I'm a hate-filled person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually the heart of my stuff, it's polishing it. The, 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 the punchline is the first thing I almost always come up with. Uh, premise for me. Okay, so yeah, for me, it's almost always the punchline. Sometimes it's a premise, but... So, real quick, here's the premise of the end of the show. We're coming okay. down. We're going to the five to drive. And that's five questions we ask every guest to drive this episode home. I like how you said we ask every uh, guest when I'm the first one and Terry has no fucking clue what uh, you're about to do. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Did you fact. know this is what we do now, Terry? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. I, I like to think of Deadbeat Radio as a we. We, we are all here. Uh, we're all are here you now together. gender pronouncing the fucking <laughs> show? No, and I don't want to go down that road because I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm I don't want to cut anything else. Yeah, no, I don't get it. Uh, you know, I do what you want to do. Again, personal liberty. If you want to do that, do that. That's fine. I know a couple. Hey, I'm not what's that the good. five questions? So, we're going to kick off the first one. This one is personalized to every person. And in the honor of the first five question, it's a top five. Now, you mentioned earlier. You are, we'll call, a comic book enthusiast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giant comic book nerd. Uh, and I know you're extremely opinionated on comic things. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. I, I know you all too well. Everybody does. And that's fine. I love that. I, I, I'm not super opinionated or knowledge, but I like it. So here's what I want. I want your top five. You ready for this? Now, with you, I had to qualify it to be real sharp on your uh, uh, nerd slash rage uh, uh, boundaries. I want your top five comic book movies outside of the two big universes no mcu no dcu i want you to dig deep it has to be probably a little older because that's almost everything now but outside of that and yes i'm including deadpool so that's a oh, no yeah, yeah. Kick, kick ass so is the first one okay good okay. My mind without that. sin good city's one. up there excellent I know it's not a cop out. I just really love Kick Ass too. Uh, it's okay, such a ridiculous. Okay. No, it's fine. That's fine. It's a ridiculous shit show no, no, no. train wreck. It's not a good movie. So okay, we'll 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 give you the Kick Ass series. Yeah, we'll call Kick Ass once. That's fine. So Kick Ass Sin City. Sin I love Sin City. I oh, got it. Was so beautiful. Nothing was like that at the time. It was so beautiful. I absolutely loved it. So I great really got to think on that. Wow, yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. Top five a movies outside of the two big ones. And again, no, I'm not letting you count Deadpool because I know they'd be number one, which was great. No, I, it wouldn't again, be number one. Really. No, because it's still. Marvel. If I let you do anything, still, I mean, it's still. Marvel if I gave you any comic book movie, what is number one? That's, any comic book movie? Yeah. What's number one? That's, I don't want to top five of that because I want you to think. But what's number one? Uh, Logan 
Logan, because get I found out I was a dad mm-hmm. after Logan. Good which choice. is the Good that's choice. how I got hit with the you need to take a paternity right. test. I'm okay. like, this is not the movie. <laughs> no, no, that's that's bad. The Logan is good. Logan was excellent. I I didn't be again being old, married, and poor. I don't get to catch movies until they're like way Dude, out. Dude, I heard Professor Xavier say uh, fucking fightings. He saw Wolverine pop claws in people's fucking skulls. My, my favorite uh, actually was Caliban. He was like, I'm just a glorified truffle pig. I thought that was the greatest line in the movie because you know he sniffs out mutants. He was like, I'm just a glorified truffle pig, yeah. and I'm like horse laughing. And my wife didn't catch it. So, all right. Logan, great choice. All right. So, back to your original question. You got Sin City. You've got Kick Ass. I gave you one and two. So, you got three more non MCU, non DCU comic book movies of all time. That's really hard. There's not a whole lot of them. Oh, bullshit. The, you're, you're such a nerd. You're leaving out fairly good ones that you've just, like, memory blanked on. See, for me, I love, like, terrible shit. So I love the bad popcorn. I like the Ghost Rider, the Daredevil. I like that shit because they're cheese ball. Well, I'm and just the, trying to think of good ones. Like, the, there's, there's not been a whole lot of high-budgeted the, the, independent Well, again, think about like anything that. that people are... Okay, so here you what. I'll give you mine. Okay. And my, I'll give you mine because I did prepare for this. So here are mine. Watchmen. I love the Watchmen. Watchmen still qualifies as DC. But it's not DCU. I'm talking it just DC. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're, seriously. We're talking about... They moved them in. Again, don't go nerdy on me. We're talking basic. They're in the comic book universe. They're not in the cinematic universe. That is not correct. Oh, I'm talking okay. Cinematic well, I, universe. I missed that part no, no. of it. Yeah, that's, there's that's shit that... I only said MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Constantine. and DCU. I, okay. Constantine uh, because it's... Excellent. excellent. It's hilarious. I don't think yeah, it's no, no, supposed no. to be. I'm only talking about the shared universe as we exist now. No, I want you to go outside of that. List, so no yeah. Suicide Squad, no no Man of Steel, no, Suicide none of that. Suicide Squad's not on anybody's list. But that... I know, but I'm just saying... That's, that's why I gave it as an example because it wouldn't be used. So none of that, none of the Iron Man's, none of that. I'm talking outside of those. So here are my five. Okay, go, All right. go, go. Watchmen. I loved it. I thought it was great. If I, if we can include Watchmen, Watchmen, I'm putting that. in. We include too. anything that's okay. not again part of this. You know the current cinematic universes. So for me, it's Watchmen. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I wasn't super familiar with the book before it, and I just fell in love and and have since read the book and loved it too. So that was a big one for me. I love the comedian. I just thought he was great. I just love the character. Uh, for me, I would. Uh, I'm going out on a crazy one here. Uh, I will say Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. I loved it. It's so <laughs> <No>! underrated. <laughs> Thomas Jane Punisher any fucking day. Oh, I Preach. don't disagree. I loved it too. But here's the thing. I always thought the Punisher could be a cool character to me. But for me, I never could get into the the black and white spandex. I never liked it. I didn't get it. I thought. And when I saw that as a kid, I was a kid when when Lundgren came out. I was like, that's my Punisher. I love the skull skull belt buckle. I just thought it was cornball. No, I loved it. No, so no, I, I no. would. Again, I know it. But I love B movies. So you got to keep that in in mind when you. But I, I would say Lunger's Punisher. And I did love Thomas Jane. I liked the T-shirt. I thought that was a cool way to do it, but not be, again, yeah. looking like you just came from gymnastics. I can't get down with that. Uh, so that's one for me. Um, I would say uh, Dark Knight Rises. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I love Thomas Hardy as Bane. I love Bane as a character. So Dark Knight Rises. I liked that movie. And that yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah. Batman yeah. Begins is still my favorite of the three. Um, Dark Knight is just not a good movie. <sighs> It's way overhyped. There's it's a good. half hour of shit you don't even it, need. You can drive the bus through the plot holes. I know this is controversial again. I liked it, but it 
nobody would give two shits about Heath Ledger's character if he was still here. It was good, but it would That's not have been. It would not be what it is if he was still alive. People and gave he did a great it sympathy job, votes. Man. Yes, yes. Like the yes. villains in those movies are the yes, best part yes. of them. No, he was amazing. <laughs> it was a unique take. It was great. Fuck, it's based on Tom Waits for the love of God. It's amazing. I, did you know that? He yeah, was, yeah, yes. yeah. So I think it's great. And and so I loved it, but it, it's overhyped due to the death. It's just what it is. I'm sorry. So what are your other movies? Um, so okay, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Watchmen. Uh, 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 what uh, Dark Knight Rises, Watchmen. Again, I like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. For me, this is a big one. Batman sixty six. I love Adam West. I love it, love it, love it. And he still kills in that movie. Um, that Batman has killed in every and, movie and, he's ever been. And in. see, here's the one for me. The Riddler is my all time favorite villain. Now, I didn't say comic book villain. I didn't say Batman villain. I love the Riddler, and Frank Gorshin is it. I love it, love it, love it. So Batman sixty six, and then here's a again a controversial choice. People will give me shit for it, but American Splendor. With uh, Paul Giamatti, you ever seen it? No. So again, it's 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 different. It's um, Harvey P. Carr. Are you familiar with Harvey P. Carr? Nope. Okay. So most people aren't. Totally okay. Uh, most people are familiar with Robert Crumb. Whether it's through um, Fritz the Cat or Mr. Natural or um, he did a Janis Joplin record. He, he's a pop artist from the 60s that has this really X-rated, dirty, crazy style. And talk about a pedophile. He's really a weird dude. If you re, if you look into Arkham, he's a talk weird, about a pedophile. Weird dude. No, no, like you can joke all Episode you want. Episode name. That guy is a strange, <laughs> uh, strange dude. But he he was he's a. Um, he is to uh, 60s underground comics what kind of like uh, a Tom Waits is to music. It's very underground, but everybody kind of knows or hears something, and it was it's very, very different. And Harvey P. Carr was a, uh, a comic book writer. He didn't draw anything, and Crumb drew a lot of his stuff. And he wrote these weird avant-garde underground comics um, just about himself. Like, he would he would write panel strip comics about... We're um, going to run out of time before he gets the rest of those questions. Nah, no, no. <laughs> there you go. They're quick. Uh, this is long <laughs> But it's a uh, a movie about his life, and it's wrote the movie's like a comic book. You have the real Harvey P. Carr popping in to narrate stuff, well, that's and correct cool. stuff. All right. Paul Giamatti plays him great. Um, Harvey uh, uh, got cancer later in his life and wrote a comic book about his life during the year of cancer. It's called Our Cancer Year. Him and his wife wrote it. So he just writes everyday stuff in this weird way. Like I'm plunging the toilet. I'm a man, and they were weird and avant garde, just kind of '60s taking acid shit. And um, the movie is amazing, so I highly recommend you check it out. It's 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 a late night by yourself get stone movie. That's the best way to describe it. It's it's interesting. It has all the real people really pop cool. up and, and and like correct stuff. Um, uh, did you see the new movie about National Lampoon? That's on yes. Netflix? Oh my god, it's so fucking that's a good. Movie. Okay, yeah. imagine the Martin Mull character had he not died, popping up and doing that stuff. Like oh, actually. Yeah. That's not correct at all. So, like, the real Harvey... Because Harvey was on David Letterman. He's a huge 80s staple on Letterman. Him and Letterman would, would spar back and forth constantly. He was on all the time. So, he got really... I don't know how I've made it 36 years without knowledge of that. I don't know. He's great, great. But um, it would be... It, it sounds would, like some shit I'm supposed to know. American Splendor. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. All right. So, you got three more. Let's hear them. You got comic movies. I gave you mine. What are yours? You got... I filled it in while you were doing yours. Okay. Got yeah. it. Uh, I'll, oh, re-listen. I'll, I'll take... Well... If it's if it's fair game, I'll take Batman Begins, the yep. kick ass movie, yeah. Sin City, yeah. Watchmen, and Constantine. Oh, great choices, great choices. I like the uh, DC TV Constantine version better of the game. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah great. it was way better. I, I like Constantine because it was a train wreck. I watch it for the reason that you watch an Ed Wood movie. Yeah, I hate I, I hate Keanu Reeves, but that's a good one. I can't stand him. Like I can't do the John Wick movies. I just can't stand him. All right, so what's next? So 
again, as I told you, I love B movies. I love. I have shitty taste. I love all things kitsch and terrible. My guilty pleasure. Yep. What is J.C. Ratliff's guilty pleasure? What is the one thing you do, you like, you love, you know that if a woman knew, you would never get to see her naked again? What is the okay. thing that like you hide and go, I, I, yeah, I like this? My guilty pleasure. What is it? See, I wear my guilty pleasure out, out loud oh, and proud. Oh, me too. Though, me too. Because yeah, mine's too. My, my fucking comic book obsession. Because girls think I'm, it's a joke until they go into my house and see that they're see, everywhere. I don't think like that's a, 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 a my paradise. guilty. I see so many people are comic books is more mainstream now. I don't think that's a guilty pleasure anymore. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, it's, it, it'd be what qualifies up for me. Like for me, okay, again, I love B movies, but for me, dude, I love disco. I fucking, I don't care. I fucking <laughs> love disco music. I eat that shit up. I love rom-coms. Not afraid to admit it. See, for me, like 99% of the things I like would qualify as, as my guilty pleasures. But like, I'm not afraid to admit, I love disco music and fucking rom-coms and teeny bopper I don't really shit. have like, like my, I'm so, I get so paranoid over my comic book obsession. I don't really have like a list for this. Like, like that, like it's really, I get that obsessive with it. Like I've, I've waited for it. What's the shitty show you watch that you oh, would never tell anybody oh, you would watch it? Oh, Again, like Brooklyn I fucking. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, okay. I've been binge-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And here's why. Uh, I gave my friend shit for Big Bang Theory being nothing what a nerd would ever watch. <laughs> I like it. Again, I he's like it. He's not a nerd, so he loves the show. Yeah, I'm a nerd. He's a I cop, like and he's like, that's like me watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh-huh. And I watched it to spite him, and now I'm fucking hooked, because if you put Terry Crews in something, I will watch it. Nice. Yeah. I do love Terry Crews. He's going to be in uh, the new Deadpool movie. Yep. He's in Deadpool too. I think yep. it's going to be great. I can't wait. All right. Dinner with the Four Horsemen. You have your option to sit down with three living celebrities and make your own Four Horsemen of the evening. Who do you sit down with? Living celebrities. Your choice. Go. Living celebrities? Three living human beings on this earth that you do not know. Ryan Reynolds. Good choice. Absolutely, Ryan Reynolds, Good choice. because he's probably just going to make fun of every he other. He seems like pick. such a regular guy. Like I know. I'm uh, like he seems like like a normal dude. I love it. Paul him. Rudd. Oh, excellent! I love Paul Rudd. So happy he's in a comic book Ant Man. I love that. I, I so love the fact that they're letting him do unscripted scenes when he meets other Avengers because he's oh, that yeah. much of a fanboy. Oh, great, <laughs> dude! The ink, the the post credit scenes for Ant Man with him and Falcon were hilarious. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right, good choice. All right, who started? Living Who's... is throwing a serious wrench yeah. in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Any comedian, actor, musician, politician doesn't matter. That's a bitch. Because yeah. I, I want to say Lemmy, and Lemmy's dead. Yep. And then nope. like, I want to say Bo, your nope. prince, but they're nope. fucking dead. Nope. Because um, this limits people's answers. Anybody can be like, I want to do it with Jesus, Kennedy, and uh, Paula Dane. You know, I don't like, no, I want, I want somebody real. Like Paula Dane. No, don't, don't do Paula Dane. That's, <laughs> do you want some racist butter? <laughs> now, the margarine's not so racist, but the butter, oh shit. I think I got to go with Terry Crews since I've already good admitted choice. that I'm right, fucking man, excellent choice. man excellent crush choice. on the guy. So, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, See, Terry Crews. My and, answers will stand yeah. in stone, so you get to be the, the bear of mine for the first episode. But for me, oh boy. it would be uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I fucking love Steve Austin. <laughs> that doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. I love yeah, Steve yeah. Austin. It would be Tom Waits. I fucking love Tom Waits. I'm a huge, I know you are too, but I'm, it would be Tom Waits. And 
It would be Alex Jones. That's my uh, that's my top three. That's the three. I just want to see Alex Jones and Tom Waits have a conversation now. Like, why isn't this a sketch? So, uh, this needs to be a thing. Like, well, I, I don't I don't know if like that would happen. But, how, how big is the Stage Diver Network? Can we make uh, this happen? No, we cannot. One day, At best, maybe. here's the best we could do. I do YouTube impressions plays. of all three, and I mean, at the best, we could pre-record me doing all three. That's the best we could do. So I could pretend to be Stone Cold. I could, could pretend to be Tom Waits and I could pretend to be Alex Jones and that's the best I think do. you do this in your house when you're alone. I do. I do. I do. I do. All right, this one's a little more serious okay. and this one's honest. So here here's what I want. I want I want an answer that is honest. I want an answer that is real, that is that is borderline poetic in some way to you personally. When you no longer walk this earth, what do you want carved on your tombstone? What do you want the world to read Applause when they walk is the by? best revenge. Applause is the best revenge. I like that. Prophetic. I like that. It's good. It's good. Because, you know, you think yeah. about someday, that's what it's, that's all I'm going to be. Whether, and even if you're like, well, I'm not going to get buried. Great. Something's going to be on the plaque next to your urn. That's the way shit works, right? You know, so for me, I want it simple. Again, I, I, I'm honest about who I am. I'm, I'm very self-reflective. I would want it something to be like, you know, um, he may not have changed the world, but it's a better place now than it was before he got here. But that's not true. <laughs> it doesn't have to be true. I want it to be hopeful, you know, even if it's a lie. I'm cool. What, with that. What's yours, Terry? Yeah, yeah. What would you want on your tombstone? Uh, he tried. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He tried. Dot dot dot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. That'd be dope. Because if you're just walking through a cemetery and saw that at random, you flip the fuck out. <laughs> you gotta uh, add the I don't know. The, yeah. the best thing uh, that I ever saw I was driving down the road, and there was a little place that sold you know gravestones, and right there was one that had an 18 wheeler coming out of a cloud and it said keep on trucking and i don't know if it was just some like joke when they keep out front or somebody's like let me get a keep on trucking one <laughs> daddy was a trucker and he loved alabama's roll on 18 wheeler so we're going with that uh so i don't know how real that was i hope that guy has a leonard skinner back piece uh, oh i do too <laughs> uh, and i hope it's misspelled that would be great so let's let's end on a on an upper note out of the side of the tombstone what what's your happy place where do you want to be? Anywhere you, you want to be. And I mean, like, you can say, like, Jamaica. But I mean, like, honestly, for you, in your life, if you could and not drive... doing, like, the cheesy answer, like, with no. my daughter and stuff no, no. like that. Well, I mean, if that's it. But when you drive out of here... But I want to specifically... When you drive out of here today, if you could drive anywhere to be in your happy place, where is it? Kuma's Corner in Chicago. It's the best goddamn hamburgers in the face of the fucking earth, and nice. I'm a pothead. Nice. <laughs> nice. I, I like a food-based answer. I'm a, I'm a foodie. I like a food-based answer. I think, honestly, again, it was cheesy as it would be, and I know you said you wouldn't do this, but for me, honestly, I love being on stage. That's a happy place for me. Like, honestly, that's a happy place. But I would say on uh, my, my wife and I don't, you know, we're chill people sitting on the couch with her hanging out or sitting on the floor playing video games with her behind me and the kids running in and out and, and asking questions and, ooh, are you in a race, daddy? And I go, yeah, I'm in a race, baby. I, I love that. You know, I, I, that's that's my happy place. Well, I, I can't, I'm not using the kid answer because I'm a new dad, so that's like everything I want to do right now is, oh, I want to go spend time with my daughter. I want to show this to my daughter. You know, I'm like, I'm, I, I've got to I've got to take the moral high road I know and a, not do that. I know a lot of parents who, who, who again, forget to be me so they 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 lose it just being a parent. A lot of parents also forget to be the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. And for me, I've always kept that. Like my wife gives me a lot of shit when I tell her that you know, like I love you, and the kids are an expansion of my love for you. So I love them. Don't get me wrong. My kids are the greatest thing in the world ever. But it's because they came from 
the greatest, greatest thing ever, and that's you. And so I love my wife, and I, I we we still do our marriage thing. Like kids will go to bed, we'll sit there. We do the, our marriage thing. Well, a lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people just do the parent thing, and they forget to be married, or they forget to I be have in no, a couple. I, I'm a single dad. I have no idea. What and and that's a like. different story. Yeah. I see. I don't know that. But All a lot I know of couples is that now when I date people, I have weird requirements I didn't used to. Like, well, must you, have eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. That's a um, very big one. But you know couples like that. You oh, know yeah. couples who aren't couple people anymore. They're just a couple of parents. And so my wife and I, the kids will go to bed. We'll sit there on the couch. I've worked all day. She's on the laptop or she's always doing something artistic. I'm sitting on the floor in the beanbag playing video games and we're getting high and we're laughing. And I, I love it. That's my special place. And to an extension, that day off where the kids are running in and out, that is my happy place. 15 years later, we've been together, you know, eight years since we've been parents. That's still it, man. I, I know it's cheesy, but that's it for me, man. That's my happy place. Happiest place I have is, is around my daughter for sure. Yeah. But it's because I've got like seven years of backlog shit. Right. Look. No. Well, once it wears off, if that's still your happy place, that's the shit. Once that sheen wears it's off, not if it's still, it, the sheen does. It's, it's, it's just the way it is. A couple of any form, relationships change. And you get comfortable and the, 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 the dynamic changes. And even when that happens for me, I'm still there. That is still my go-to. That is still my favorite thing in the world. And I think that's the I best. can't. I wonder how many people it's going to be before someone answers honestly and just says vagina. <laughs> Where's your happy place? It's I didn't say why being with my wife was uh, my happy place. Uh, I said being with her is my happy place. The fringe benefits are fantastic. Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> Na- name of the podcast. Vagina. vagina. <laughs> JC, man, thanks for coming out hey, today, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me come down, man. It's been a blast. Uh, Terry, you have been awesome. I sure appreciate you being here. No problem. And we want to make sure and thank Stage Diver Network for letting us come out. Again, if you guys aren't familiar, head to the website. You can follow all the, the podcasts. Find something. I know there's sports because we got uh, Balls on Base coming up. In March. Uh, yep. In March. We've uh, got Phantasm um, if you love horror movies and death metal. Oh, yeah. Corey's been doing that for a while. God. Yeah, it's dude, our, the interview people. He, Corey is dope. Shit. All right. So are, are, we getting, are we getting backlog too? Are we getting everything here? Oh, yeah. You want a podcast with horror icons, metal icons. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Do when I see him posting stuff on social media, I'm like, you met who? Yep. You met what? And speaking Fuck you, dude. Speaking of Corey and his uh his uh creepy podcast, he got us in CreepyCon. CreepyCon, that's yes. right. We got CreepyCon coming up. You what you say the dates are? Uh August twenty fourth and twenty fifth. You still have plenty of time. Nice, Tickets just nice. went on sale and we have our own corner. We got have two they booths. started announcing anybody that's going to be there yet? Uh, anything? Uh, I, yeah, but I don't think I can say. No, but so, so what, I'm, but what I'm saying, if you go to uh, CreepyCon's website, yeah, yeah, they got you can a few, get listings. They got a few on there. I think. Awesome. Because yeah. uh, I know the Knoxville cons always do real well. Fanboy's huge. They oh, announced dude. Brad Dwarf, and there's two more yeah, that are going to wait to yeah. announce. There's awesome. Two more that's wait that's to fantastic. Yeah. So we'll be there. Um, uh, at Stage Diver, we'll be out in force. We'll have mm-hmm. a booth, so come check that out. Um, go to the website. Check out, um, again, J.C. Ratliff. If you're not familiar with this comedy. iTunes, baby. Uh, iTunes, yeah, again. Hope is a virus. Um, it was amazing. By, and coming and up soon. Right um, after this comes out, uh, Patreon may already right. be online. That so, is yeah. fantastic. And, guys, I hope you all have enjoyed the inaugural episode of uh, Debbie Radio. I know I have. It's been a lot of fun. This is what I wanted. This is this is my dream, and I'm happy to be here. So thank you to Stage Diver. Thank you to JC. Thank you to Terry. And, and remember, guys, thank you to you. I say this as a comedian, but this is the truth. And I'm not just you know trying to suck some audience dick. This is honest truth. A crowd without a comic is still a crowd. Vagina. A, a vagina. With, no, don't fuck me up here. No, this is this is, this is honest. This is true. 
A vagina <laughs> without a penis is still a vagina. No, the metaphor almost stands, but this is true. And I say this when I, when I, every time I thank an audience sincerely. Vagina. And, and that is that a, a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. But a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. Vagina. And we couldn't do this without you. And I'd have, you know, I'd just be talking to myself, which I do anyway, but I'd rather do this. Vagina. And I would rather do that. I love vagina too. But um, maybe that's what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm going to get some of that. So let's get out of here and go get some vagina, guys. In the butt. That's Deadbeat Radio in the books. Thanks, guys. In the butt.